Okay, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Way of the Truth Warrior. Today it is Monday, August twenty third, two thousand twenty one, broadcasting live from the Insane Asylum, formerly known as Planet Earth. Um, it's getting pretty crazy out there, and I'm sure you guys have all been watching the various goings on. And so I'm going to cover a couple things that I've been looking at. I've been going across my desk. And uh, we got a lot to cover, so uh, no idea how long this show is going to be. It'll be what it needs to be. But anyways, I'm very glad to be here with you all. Thank you so much for tuning in, continuing to support this show. We do work so hard to keep researching and bringing you the facts as best we possibly can. Um, I'm just currently in the process of uploading a video somewhere so that I can show it to you guys later. My... Uh, I had to jam this in last minute, so we'll get to it in a moment here. <clears throat> we just had, I forced myself to watch the grueling government of British Columbia announcement today about introducing the vaccine passport known as your papers. Do you have your papers? Have you been approved by the government to live your life? <laughs> getting nuts. It's getting nuts. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be showing you guys some of that car crash, uh, but you know, don't, don't worry. I'll provide lots of comic relief for you. So it's not as traumatizing for you as it was for me. Okay. Cause laughter kills tragedy. Um, but yes, so much going on before we jump into all that stuff. Um, just double checking everything is happening properly here. We're doing this live as always. So bear with me, my friends. How are you guys doing? How are you? How are you feeling? Are you feeling hopeful, nervous, anxious, excited, depressed, angry, freaking out, mix of everything, roller coaster up, up and down, depending on the day? <laughs> Let me know in the comments. We're all here together, guys. And uh, because I'm broadcasting only on censorship-free platforms, uh, the odds are that the odds are in our favor when it comes to... Um, hopefully not having too many trolls in here. Although I don't mind other opinions. I don't mind people that have differing opinions from my own. I'm not here to uh, be the authority on anything or tell you what to think or whatever. That's not who I am. That's, that's CBC's job. That's the news media's job. Um, differing opinions are welcome. Disagreements are welcome. Points of debate are welcome. Just be respectful. You don't need to be a dick about it. It's just that simple. If you're a dick about it, then I really start to get the feeling like you're just being defensive and it's not really about the truth. It's about you being right. Okay. So just don't be a dick about it. And we're cool. We can disagree all we want. The point of this show and the inquiry that I do here on this platform and these platforms is to find out what the truth is. And I fully recognize that I am completely biased to my own research, my own worldview, my own way of thinking. Um, I am biased to the basic tenets of human freedom um, and sovereignty. So, uh, I recognize that there's a lot of people out there that maybe don't agree with that. And that's, uh, I guess that's okay. I hope we could all agree that freedom would be a really good place where we could bury the hatchet and move past all this ridiculous infighting. Uh, but I guess, I don't know, we'll see how it all goes. Um, but yeah, let me know how you're feeling. What's been going through your mind. Feel free to jump in the chat. I, I probably won't be able to get to everybody, obviously because I do have a great deal of stuff to cover with you today, but uh, leave it nonetheless, because I know we've got amazing people 
that get into these chats. And yes, I am aware that I need to uh, get some mods helping me out, especially on DLive and stuff like that. So I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Um, what else did I, what should I cover first here? Let me just go through a few announcements and then we'll jump into today's material. Hold on. Why can't I see the chat? Because there it is. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, British Columbia is announcing as of September 13th, I think they're going to be installing these illegal, unconstitutional, unnecessary, completely violates every human charter right ever uh, vaccine passports for this shot that is not even an actual vaccine. It's an mRNA, DNA, mRNA shot that's experimental, doesn't have long-term safety data, and already has record numbers of injuries and deaths associated with it. So the fact that they're continuing to force this, well, see, this is the thing. When, they, when I say force, people go, oh, dude, they're not forcing you. They're not forcing you. You just can't do anything if you don't take it. <laughs> well, okay, so coercion. Is that they're coercing me. They're putting a gun to my head saying, um, you don't get to have a life if you don't play along with the program. That's, that's, that's force. That's initiating force against me, and that's illegal. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Am I being too melodramatic by calling it force? Because this is how it starts. You see, I've been begging people for so long that it is incredibly important to not just research the events of history. It's in, very, very important that we research and learn about and understand the preceding events of history, the events that lead to the major events of history, most of which we've been told a bunch of lies about anyways. Uh, we got to look into the origins, the roots, causes of things. And when we look at all these precedents that we could sit here forever and regale you about when it comes to government tyranny against the people, crimes against humanity, sedition, conspiracy, etc., when we get into those incidents that are well-documented and have happened, they're not the exception, they're the rule, okay, in history when it comes to government. Um, they don't just happen overnight. You know, get people getting lined up and shot against the wall or starved to death in the millions or thrown into camps or, you know, all these hor horrors or civil wars. We're on the brink of civil war, guys. We're on the brink of civil war, which is what these people would love because chaos produces the order that they want. You want to make changes in society, stir the pot, get everybody to fight amongst themselves, and then you don't have to do any of it, right? So we got to be rational and we got to think logically as to how we're going to deal with all this. Um, I don't advocate any violence. I don't advocate being stupid. I advocate using reason, logic, evidence. Uh, my microphone for me is my weapon of choice in this information war. And, uh, but at the same time, we got to fight back. We got to fight back hard because those preceding events in history that I've been talking about that lead to some of the most horrific, darkest chapters of our history ever always under the guise of saving people and necessity and safety and best for everybody and utopian and all that stuff. It's always under those pretenses that the darkest chapters of unhistory unfold. And why is that? It's because people in those times are misinformed. 
they're divided and then pitted against each other. Government uses fear. Just go look at Hermann Goring's testimony at Nuremberg about how they got all these people in Germany to go along and lockstep with their program, lockstep with their program. Uh, they just use fear, keep bashing you over the head with it, keep giving you simple slogans, and eventually even the smartest people in your society start to believe a bunch of bullshit, and then it turns into horrific tragedies that they write movies and books about. What kind of movies and books are they going to write about us right now? And where do you fall in that? What, how are you personally watching this right now? How are you going to be judged by future historians? if you even make the cut. How are we as a society right now, as a generation, how are we going to be judged? That's the question. So this is why I've been obsessing about history. And speaking of history, let me just do a couple quick little announcements and pointers for you. Um, let's start with this one. So I'm working really hard on this, guys. It's become my obsession, which is a good thing for you because it's going to be exceptional, I must say. I'm definitely going to toot my own horn on this one. But uh, cultofthemedics.com. If you haven't been there, please go check it out and do me a solid and be a part of this with me. I want you to help me with this project. This is not just me. I'm trying to do as much as I can, but I need your help. I need your help in getting the word out. That's where we need to start. Then as I start rolling these episodes out, I'm going to also be rolling out uh, these rabbit hole sections, which will be corresponding research to every single word I say in these or every piece of information I drop in these documentary episodes. I've got between 12 to 13 episodes planned for release. It's going to take me probably about six months to roll them all out because I am the sole producer and editor and the whole ball of wax with this. So I can only move as fast as humanly possible while still being a father and a parent and fighting the current uh, tyranny that is encroaching upon my doorstep. Um, so all, any help possible in terms of getting this information out about this series would be very, very helpful. If you go to the website, cultofmedics.com, uh, you can definitely see the trailers just embedded in there. This is the YouTube link. They haven't banned it yet. I'm using YouTube for this one, just for the trailer at least, uh, because I want to try to reach a wider audience. Um, don't worry about all this stuff. This just shows, well, 17 days away. Oh, interesting. 17. Oh, wait, no, 17 hours. Eight days, 17 hours. Okay, there you go. Not too bad. Uh, so if you go and you check out this video, share the YouTube link, or I have actually made this completely open to all of you. So you can go to, I mean, if you have a YouTube downloader, you can just download it. You can go to my Telegram, just follow me, DW Truth Warrior on Telegram. I drop bombs on there daily for you. Uh, and I have pinned the actual MP4 file to this trailer, to that page. You can also now follow the Cult of the Medics Telegram channel. I made a cha channel there just for Cult of the Medics to focus in on the material we're going to cover and announcements and all that good stuff, get some conversations going. And um, if you could do me a solid, if you have a channel or you know an influencer that has a big reach, if they resonate with it, if you resonate with it, if you don't resonate with it, just walk past it. But if you resonate with it and you want to help me out, download the file and upload it to your channels. 
we are going to release this together and I could use some help with it because we need to get it out as far and wide as we can. The kind of information I'm going to be dropping is highly, highly explosive. And so I feel like the protection uh, for myself and for this project and everybody involved will come from the support of the public. So that's what I will ask of you. And I think it will be worth your while to help me with that. Uh, what else did I want to Let me come back to you here? Let me just quickly hold on one more thing. Let's do this quick before we jump into that. How's this upload going? Upload is almost complete. Excellent. Okay. Sorry guys, bear with me. Let me just do something real quick. Um, all right, here we are. One more little thing and then we'll jump into it here. Oh, how come that tab isn't showing up? That's so weird. Oh, there it is. Okay. Quick note about my sponsor, guys. This sponsor has been incredible, makes it very possible for me to do what I'm doing without having to have lots of sponsors. Um, so this has been great. It's been a movement. We have been trying to switch people spending from Walmart, Target, and all these other assholes uh, and trying to get them to think about supporting local businesses, supporting farmers markets, getting to people, getting to know people in their community, making their own products, doing whatever you got to do. But there's also a lot of people out there that aren't able to do that and aren't as educated about it. And they're still just rolling into Walmart every week and they don't know about alternative solutions. So we found a really good alternative solution. It's just one of many. And uh, they've been fantastic in helping out this show. Uh, they do a great job. And we made a website called truthwarriorswitch.com where you can learn more. And so, uh, yeah, that's the site. Just want to let you guys know about it. So that's it. Let's jump into the material. As soon as I open up my other channel, let's talk amongst yourselves for a second. We're going to jump into Australia in a little bit. Canada. I got a bunch of stuff in front of me here that I want to cover with you. And I'd also love to get your feedback as we go. So, sorry guys, I'm just checking to make sure this video has rendered fully so that I can rock it for you. Uh, it's got the SD quality. That'll do. That'll do. All right. So what I have done here is I have clipped out. There was like a 90 minute live press conference today in BC. This announcement is really just another version of the same script that you're going to be read in your country, your town, your state, your province very soon, because we have to understand something. None of these, none of these governments are acting on their own. I think there's only a, maybe a few examples that we could find like you've got a few states in the U.S. that are trying to move away from this. We've had Sweden staring us in the face this entire time. Um, maybe a few other little places that you can all tell me about in the chat that I can't think of right now. But for the vast majority of what's happened, um, it's clear that this is a massive compartmentalized operation. Meaning that we have a central control group at the very top that is managing all of these guidelines and health measures and laws and the way governments are going to operate. They operate at the top and then they dictate down the compartmentalized pyramid structure 
down through these different health agencies until they finally arrive at your local township, your provincial governments, your health ministers, etc. You're going to notice that these people are all reading scripts. They are all reading scripts. I'm not reading any scripts here for you. The most I read is quotes and stuff for the fact that I need to show you and tell you what other people are talking about. But I don't read a script. I don't even pl I don't even plan what I'm going to say. I just roll the links out and I don't know what's coming out and we just do it live together and we all survive these podcasts together, okay? But your media, your government officials are reading scripts. Those scripts are written by somebody that has very, very deep and profound knowledge about human psychology. All right? And so this has been managed from a central place this entire time. So what you see happening, in my opinion, is there's various experiments that are going on. These experiments are regarding how people react when government increases their draconian power over every fine detail of your life. Then they withdraw that control and they monitor the response and then they increase it again. And then they monitor the response. Think of it like we're in a big lab experiment because we are. And there's many experiments happening simultaneously. They want to see the reaction of the public. They want to see the physical reaction that everybody's having to having graphene injected into them and all kinds of other God knows what, uh, they're looking for all they're, they're gathering. This is one of the biggest data gathering operations ever in human history. They're, they're monitoring all the social media posts. They're monitoring shows like this with AI. They're, they're getting as much data possible because knowledge is power when you're at war. Right. And trust me, this is a war. This is an asymmetric style warfare scenario, in my opinion. And what we are dealing with is uh, an unprecedented level of medical tyranny and scientific dictatorship, technocracy, as people like Aldous Huxley have warned about. In fact, his book, Brave New World, should be the number one book you're reading right now to gain some insight on uh, somebody that pretty much had a crystal ball and predicted the future. Um, and you should also be reading the lockstep documents written by the Rockefeller Foundation going back to like 2010. But other than that, uh, the rest you're going to get through bits and pieces. And I hope you're piecing together the fact that these people are coordinating this. A lot of these government officials, I don't know. This is where I don't, we don't know. We don't know to what level they are knowledgeable about what they're doing, whether they are simply in a bubble of, mis of, of information that has been given to them through this compartmentalized structure. So they are just misinformed and they're, they're just doing the best they can with what they've got and they're trying to do their best and they're a bunch of do-gooders and they really care, but they're just misinformed. Or they're bl blackmailed or paid or threatened. Don't forget that. Let's, let's see how this all starts to fall as this, this will fall. A lie cannot sustain itself forever. Uh, as it falls, we're going to see some very interesting things about who knew it, who was knowingly complicit, who was complicit because they were blackmailed, because maybe they had some dirt on them, that some, whoever's running this had some dirt on them. This is how they do it in criminal organized crime rings and mafias and human trafficking rings, et cetera, is they get a lot of blackmail information on people and that, that's how they run their operations. Um, then they also pay people off. There's a lot of greedy people out there. A lot of people get into politics, not because they care, but because politics is a great avenue for them to 
gain power and money and influence. Um, so there's those people. Um, and then there's the useful idiots, as Stalin used to lovingly refer to them as. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But either way, here we are. Here we are. And to all those people that would say, Dave, there's no way that this could be a global conspiracy. Every doctor and every nurse would have to be involved and every scientist, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's not how it works. And that's not what anybody like me has said. If you spoke to somebody that wasn't educated on how this works, then they're misinformed because that's not how this works. We're going to get into that in uh, some of the series that I'm doing where I'm breaking this down very specifically about how compartmentalization works, the fact that um, we're dealing with a military-type structure in the medical industry, and, uh, and so this is how these types of operations can happen. Um, and so, yeah, there's my little rant on that. Let's get this clip up, and then we'll get through it together. We're going to go through it, and I'll have some comments for you, and then we will debunk the absolute ever-living shit out of it. So let's do this. So this just happened literally before I came on this stream. Oh, wait a second. I did something wrong. Ugh. Why can't they just automatically add audio? Come on, add the audio. Whispering. I'm pretending to be like Joe Biden where we whisper everything now. <laughs> okay, you know what? I need to bring this screen over here so I can see it better. There we go. And then we'll go back here. We'll get this, guys. We'll get this. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. Take it away, Hulk Hogan. I mean, whatever this guy's name is. Horgan. <clears throat> uh, why isn't it playing? Right as I want to, oh, here we go. Okay. Boom. It's a variant and an increase in cases, largely within the unvaccinated population, has led us to pause and reflect on what steps, what measures uh, can we take through public health and through other initiatives to protect British Columbians, to protect businesses, and to make sure that we can keep doing to the best of our ability those things that make life here in British Columbia so special. Oh, what happened? YouTube, come on. We'll refresh it. Come September, the Delta variant and an increase in cases largely within the unvaccinated population has led us to pause and reflect on what steps, what measures uh, can we take? Do you see like he's opening up his remarks today with an immediate shot at, <laughs> excuse the pun, uh, at the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated the unvaccinated we're human beings <laughs> and we're not unvaccinated actually because this isn't a vaccine but continue take through public health and through other initiatives to protect british columbians to protect businesses and to make sure that we can keep doing to the best of our ability those things that make life here in british columbia so special well it's not really special anymore is it and when you keep using the word protection this is a disguised word for government tyranny and imposition and breaching the law. So this is a way you can always have that little argument that says, well, we were just doing it to protect people based on the information that we had. Well, there's something called criminal negligence. And uh, we'll get into that later. But yeah, go ahead. Getting vaccinated is the way forward 
through this pandemic. We have outstanding numbers. Minister Dix will go through this shortly. Uh, three quarters of British Columbians uh, eligible, 12 and above, have had two doses of uh, approved, safe and effective vaccines. Uh, over. Okay, so that claim uh, was not bared out with any kind of data or science or facts whatsoever. Um, there has been no scientific debate on this. And if you actually look at the cover of this show, I made it with the Morpheus meme that says, what if I told you that questioning science is science? Because <laughs> that's science, but that's not been allowed to happen. So not only is there no evidence for these claims, they're just saying these things. They're not backing it up. There's been no scientific process. There's been nothing but censorship, ostracization, no facts. They haven't even isolated COVID for crying out loud. And here they are talking about how the science, blah, blah, blah. You're going to see this as a theme. So don't worry. Don't be dismayed, ladies and gentlemen. Every word these people utter, every action that they take is just further incriminating them. Over 82.5%, I think, have uh, oh, already 82. had a first dose. And today we are announcing the initiation of what we're calling the BC vaccine card. First of all, do you guys really think they're being fully upfront about the numbers? Because I'm actually of two minds on this. Given the amount of people that I know that I thought would never bend the knee, that bent the knee, um, I actually don't find it hard to believe that 80 plus percent of British Columbia has gone and gotten the jab. Especially with all these coercive method me measures and all that. It doesn't, but at the same time, I haven't really seen any convincing data to prove that that's actually the case. In fact, this video that we're watching right now, I can't show you the original because this is the video that I made out of it, but the original live stream had, I think something like a ratio of four or five to one thumbs down than thumbs up. So there must've been like a total of just around maybe a hundred thumbs up to like four or 500 thumbs down. So that's just on YouTube. That's only polling 600 people that were watching this live on YouTube. Um, I don't know. I don't think that reflects the actual total of the people. A lot of people watched it on TV, right? So I don't really know, but um, what do you guys think? And maybe just in your area, in your country, what do you think about what numbers they're telling you regarding how many people have actually been vaccinated? Toss that in the comments to make sure that when you go out to non-discretionary activities like uh, ticketed sporting events, um, indoor concerts, movies, wherever there is non-discretion activity uh, that you can go to. Uh, wait, 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 non-discretion. Why do they have these words for non-discretionary activity? This is when you know wordsmithing and, and oratory is involved. Um, this is public relations 101. This is like corporate PR type language where you have to have these flowery little words and terms to talk about something that's definitely not in people's best interest. So non-discretionary, who decides for me, who decides for me what's non-discretionary? They're like, well, you can go to a grocery store. You can go to a hospital, although try going to a hospital and being told to leave the moment you tell them you're not vaccinated. Um, What's non-discretionary? Because I personally believe that things like sports and uh, getting together with your community and having community get-togethers and having your kids play with other kids at the park and going, taking my kids swimming 
uh, keeping their cycle. They never address psychology, the, what's going on in people's psychology, what's going on with their mental health. Mental health pretty much doesn't exist anymore as a concern by your government. And that should scare the shit out of you because I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying that should, let's use a better phrase. That should just raise some alarm bells that they're completely not considering mental health in any of this. Haven't considered it from the beginning, haven't considered it for two years now and aren't considering it right now. Meanwhile, suicides are off the chart, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So non-discretionary, that's subjective, isn't it? What's non-discretionary for me might not be non-discretionary for you. See, for me, my mental health and my physical health is rooted in a lifelong practice of going to the gym, going to a dojo, training martial arts, working out, being healthy, being active, because I just have this weird fringe conspiracy theorist belief that activity, exercise, proper sleep, diet, being healthy, and also having normal uh, interactions with my fellow human beings um, and getting together for fun and having fun and, and going to concerts and having great music and going to a little cafe and, and having a great conversation with somebody and learning something from them and exchanging ideas. These are all factors for me that are contributing to my state of health and well-being as a human being living on this planet. So were you to go to say, well, we're deciding what non-discretionary and discretionary is, that's a bunch of mumbo jumbo and you are a bloody tyrant. And of course, we're talking about the leader of the NDP party, which is the new democratic party, which is just code for <clears throat> communist. Uh, but anyways, that's another matter. With the confidence that those around you have also taken steps to protect themselves and their families, the BC vaccine card will help us get there. The BC, you notice his little whiny voice. They never have any bass in their, in their voice, these people, eh? You notice? Find me a politician right now that's got deep bass and strength in their voice, male or female. There's no masculinity amongst any of them. They're all very, the vaccine little card that we're going to make is going to help us get through this pandemic. This gives people time as we start with a target date of September 13th to implement the BC vaccine card with an end date of October 24th plus. For a second there, when he was saying this live, I was like, oh, they're just going to do it like temporarily, which I knew would have been bullshit, even if that's what they said. Um, when he's like, okay, we're going to have this start date of September 13th and then an end date in October. And then he goes, wait, he goes. Seven days plus seven days. So the end date in October is plus seven days, you know, just to allow some maneuvering room for people to just get their head around the fact that we're going to force them to do this, whether they like it or not. And uh, then he continues uh, to ensure that the vaccines, the second vaccine for those who have not yet had uh, their immunizations will be safe to go into the broader population. <laughs> Once you get your, that's only the end date guys. So just so you know, and I think Bonnie, the beehive, uh, Henry will clarify it. I'll explain my beehive comment in a little bit. Um, she's going to talk about this in detail, how, what it is, is you September 13th to the October date is only giving you time to make sure you've had the first shot. Okay. The first shot. And then after October date, it's not the end of the vaccine passport program. It's only the beginning of the vaccine passport program, because that means after that October date, you have to show proof of at least, no, they didn't even say two. They said fully vaccinated. 
So this brings up that sticky issue of what does it mean to be fully vaccinated? Hmm. Does it mean one jab or two jabs or three jabs or four jabs or five jabs? Or whether you're wearing a hijab? I don't know. What does it mean to be fully vaccinated anymore? Because it keeps changing all the time. So you'll notice that they don't say, oh, this just means you have to show proof of having a second shot. It's you have to show proof of fully being fully vaccinated. This is a step we believe is important at this point in the in the uh, pandemic. And Dr. Henry will go into some of the look beliefs don't mean jack shit. You can say this is the steps that we believe. That's not science. That's not trusting science. Scientists don't believe in anything. They prove something to be true or not true. Based on facts and evidence, hard evidence. So you can believe all you want, but that's a trigger. That's a word for me that tells me that this is a cult because it's based on beliefs, not facts. Details, but there is no uh, reason why those who are anxious to participate in uh, the social and economic life of our community can't take that next step and get that safe, effective vaccine. Uh, they're free. Uh, we have clinics around the province. There will be more opportunities through. They're free. We got clinics. We're giving away ice cream and donuts and free beer and weed and cheeseburgers and lotteries. You could win a million dollars if you just go get this shot. Please get it. And then also, if you don't get it, you lose everything. Like, do you see how they've got, this is the worst sales pitch in human history, okay? This is the worst sales pitch. The sales pitch is essentially, hey guys, we got this problem running around in the world called COVID-19. And people say, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, we're just going to stay locked down in perpetuity until we have a vaccine. Oh, okay. Uh, well, when the vaccine comes out, they're going to tell you, all right, now take the vaccine. It's going to help save you from the virus, this deadly, scary thing that we've kept you locked down over. And people are going to go, okay, well, does it, does it, uh, does it stop transmission of the virus? Uh, sadly, no. Uh, does it prevent infection of the virus? No, I don't think so. Not completely. Uh, we don't really know that answer to that question. Um, could it kill me or hurt me? No, not at all. Not at all. Well, what about all these doctors and experts over here and the scores of cases listed on VAERS and the Eurovigilance website and people, doctors all over the world, experts. We got former executives in Pfizer and top award-winning Nobel laureate uh, virologists coming out and warning people that they may be permanently sterilized or they might have something as simple as Bell's palsy all the way to death. Um, is that a concern? No, 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 not at all. Don't worry about that. And guess what Trudeau just signed in? Now, guess what? This is the best part of the sales pitch, ladies and gentlemen. If you get this shot or these shots with lots of S's and dots after it, and something happens to you like death, the government is there to save the day because they will give you, get this, a free burial and funeral paid for by the taxpayers of this country. So be rest assured, here's the sales pitch. It doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't prevent infection. It's experimental. It's never been used en masse in the human population before. In all of the other mRNA trials of other shots we've tried to develop, all the animals died. 
the inventor of this mRNA technology is warning the public about the side effects of it and is promoting ivermectin as a much better, safer alternative. Um, but don't worry, if you go ahead and take this shot because we politely asked you to do it, uh, sorry, we forced you to do it, and you die, we will cover your funeral expenses. So rest assured that it's free, and if free is free, right? So free vaccine, free burial, if something happens, what's the big problem? Pop-up clinics, clinics through walk-in clinics to make sure that that decreasing number of people who have not yet taken advantage of this opportunity will do so. And when they do that, that will give them opportunities to go to nightclubs, to go to restaurants, where Lovely. I have to say, um, and it's critically important at this, this point. Oh, it's critically. In our consultations with the business community, those who provide services to people, restaurateurs, uh, the hospitality sector, tourism industries that have indoor activities, sporting events, uh, cultural events, arts events, all of them want to make sure that they can continue to provide quality entertainment, quality services for British Columbians. And they want to do it in a way that gives their patrons confidence that they're taking every step possible to make sure that they can attend an event, they can go to a spin class, they can go out for dinner and not be fearful that they may contract, uh, contact, come into contact with someone who may be able to transmit COVID-19. Okay, so major flaw in all of this. And I'll probably have to repeat this argument numerous times throughout the duration of this little video I'm playing for you. I'm trying to understand this sticky issue of if you've been vaccinated with a vaccine that is safe and effective, as he just said, and that Bonnie Henry is going to tell you too, then if it works, why are you afraid of people that didn't get it? Like, I just, <laughs> have you guys got a, is there, is there, is there an answer to this? Come on, where's the trolls? What do you say, trolls? What's the answer to that? You took a jab, you took two jabs, now you got to take three jabs and we're only months into this experiment. <laughs> you guys, and... Already record numbers of injuries and deaths, no matter what database you look at, even with the numbers that we know are highly underreported. Uh, what is the answer, trolls? What is the answer? Help me out. You're taking a shot because why? To stop the virus so we can go back to normal. Get with the program. Okay, but you took it. And apparently, according to this guy, I think he's a guy who nobody knows anymore. I shouldn't gender him. Uh, we, we've got 80 something percent amount of people that have been vaccinated. Didn't Dr. Tam Canada's chief health advisor allegedly say that after 70% of vaccination in Canada, they could, we could remove all the restrictions. So we're at 80 plus percent. So remove all the restrictions. Why, why have any restrictions whatsoever? You've never had 80% on any vaccine in history, in my knowledge, in, in British Columbia. So you got the highest record, allegedly, of any shot ever. And you're still not confident because you're going to see that these people are still going to advocate for all the other health measures on top of it. On top of it. 
So what did you get out of getting the shot? It doesn't prevent transmission. It doesn't stop infection. It's got a boatload of risks associated with it that we're not even going to know the full effects of for another three to five years from now. Okay. And there's no way to be unvaccinated. So once you're in the program, you're in the program. Okay. And yet, and they're telling you already, we don't know, we don't have any contraindication studies. We don't have, we don't know if this interacts badly with other vaccines or other medications or certain, you know, humans, we're all different. We're all different. Funny enough, as much as they want us to be all the same, we're not, we're all unique and everybody reacts to it differently. And so you're saying that we have to get this thing to stop all these things. It doesn't even work. It's very risky. Numerous experts around the world are warning us about it. And you've got the highest rate, you're, but you're still going to advocate for all the other health measures. So what's the point? Why are we doing this? The BC vaccine card is following in the footsteps of other jurisdictions. I've spoken to uh, Premier Legault in Quebec, the hand who was an early adherent are, to a feel like passport, us, uh, an immunization card in that province and we've learned a great deal from their implementation and of course other jurisdictions will learn from the work we do here in British Columbia. British Columbians need to know that this is the first time anything like this has ever been tried. Uh, there may be- Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? Did you just admit something there? Mr. Horgan? It's the first time anything like this has ever been tried? Oh, so it's an experiment. So the Nuremberg Code does apply then. Be bumps along the way, but we're very confident. Uh, Minister Dix and his team have been working with citizen services throughout the summer to make sure the technologies can be ready to go uh, in September. Dr. Henry and her team have been making sure that we're doing this in a way that keeps everybody fully apprised of the state of play as we go forward. So with that, I'll turn the microphone up over to Dr. Henry. Um, I also want to begin today by recognizing everybody in British Columbia who has taken that important step of protecting themselves and their family and their communities by getting vaccinated to help. I'm just here to recognize only the obedient slaves that do as they're told without question. All of those other people that have some very, very crucial and important and relevant questions for us can go fuck themselves. That's pretty much how she opened up the speech. Sorry, that's just, that's how I see it. Help us get through this pandemic. We've come a long way since this pandemic began 19, 20 months ago. And over the past 18 months, we have pulled through these challenging times together. And we need to continue to recalibrate, to look at what's going on around us, and to take the necessary actions to get us through this next phase. Is it just me or does Bonnie Henry strike you as kind of like a scared baby deer or something? Like, a, like one of those, like... My cat brought me a baby rabbit the other day and I saved its life from the death claws of my cat that was just trying to bring me some something to eat. He was trying to do a good service, but cats are cats are psychopaths, man. Um, and this little shivering baby rabbit, I saved his poor little life and just the image of him sitting there shaking like a leaf. I don't know why that's the image that came into my mind as I'm watching this press conference with Bonnie Henry right now. And as we have been through the last year and a half, two years, we do it as a province united with compassion and kindness. So this is her little schlick, her little shtick is we, we do everything with compassion and kindness. Okay, guys, 
Can you get on the compassion kindness train already? Just do what you're told. Okay? We'll get through this together. <laughs> compassion and kindness. Do you have any compassion and kindness and equality and equity and inclusiveness for people who disagree with you? Do you really believe in diversity after all, especially diversity of thought? Is that, do we show kindness to them or is it some are more equal than others? And British Columbians continue to de demonstrate their strong resolve to put this behind us. You see that laugh where she's reading her script? The strong resolve. <laughs> Do you see how they blow smoke right up your ass? Thankfully, we have a powerful and effective tool now that helps us on this, on this journey, and that's vaccinations. Not only... It, <laughs> we have a powerful and effective tool now in this battle against this deadly virus that has a 99.x survivability rate and didn't wipe out the homeless people and didn't wipe out Al-Qaeda or ISIS or any of these other uh, interesting groups that are now invading Western countries that did not get vaccinated, do not wear... Well, they do wear masks, but not for the same reasons we do. I don't think they wear hand sanitizer. They survived it. But, uh, you know, we're all in this together, so compassion and kindness. Are they very safe? But they provide protection to you to those who you are closest to, your loved ones, and your community. And so the vaccines, from her mouth to your ears, uh, they provide protection to your community, to your family, to those around you, to you, to your cat, to your turtles. They provide protection, guys. except in some cases that I'm going to show you after this video. And allows us to get back to those much needed social interactions and connections that we... Oh, so you do admit that social interactions and connections are important, yes? They're much needed, especially for young children in their formative years, as they're developing very important parts of their brain, such as empathy and compassion and kindness. And you're robbing them of that because, of course... We don't know why that is, because children have a higher instance of death to the seasonal influenza uh, than they do from COVID. And any of the children that did die also had multiple comorbidities and were immunocompromised. And why are so many children immunocompromised anyways? Are we ever going to get to the bottom of that little mystery? We need. Vaccines have changed the way we deal with the pandemic and have made it possible to remove restrictions and get back to doing some of those things. Well, but, but, but no, that's the thing. We're saying that you can remove restrictions if we do the vaccine, which we've never used before, and it's changing the playing field, except you're not removing the restrictions even when everybody gets vaccinated. Hold for a little bit later when we get into what they're doing in Australia, even after everybody takes the job. Things that we love. And while we are making excellent progress with our vaccine efforts, we can continue to see waves of cases, particularly in people who are guy. not yet vaccinated. Over the past month, and up like until I, feel, I feel like he's making fun of me. I'm sorry. People who've not been fully vaccinated account for almost 90% of all of our cases and over 93% of the hospitalizations that we. Okay. I want you guys to take notes on something in this video. And guys, this is, I know this is boring because it's Canadian shit, but it, it's, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's just Canadian media is just so bad. And politics in this country, it's not very exciting. But 
um, notice that they will not say deaths. They will not talk about deaths. They will not talk about COVID deaths. They will definitely not talk about deaths related to the vaccine, the shot, the, the shot. It's not a vaccine. Um, they will not talk about deaths. They will only talk about cases. Why? And when they say, the, when look at she's like, the vast majority of our cases and hospitalizations are occurring in the unvaccinated. We don't have any more information about that. How were they determined to have COVID? How is the determination different for the people that have COVID than the people that have this Delta variant or the Lambda variant or the Epsilon variant or the Omega variant or whatever other Greek alphabet letter variant got in the pipeline? Um, how do you differentiate between those different conditions when you're using a polymerase chain reaction testing system that is highly flawed, that is pinging false positives that we've known about for the entire time, that even the CDC and the FDA are recalling and changing up their testing as the fall launches because, of course, they're going to allow the reemergence of the influenza, which magically disappeared under the rule of the PCR test, which the reason why the FDA and the CDC were saying that there were faults with it, and they're not just them saying it, it's many other experts that work with PCR have said it. I've spoken to people who were, who were, who've done work in PCR for a long time, and they'll tell you the same thing. It can't differentiate between influenza, between COVID, and between a Delta variant. So when you're saying we've got cases in the unvaccinated and hospitalizations in the unvaccinated, how do we know if they didn't have pneumonia? How do we know if they didn't just have a flu? How do we know that they had COVID, a mild or aggressive form? We know that viruses by nature all throughout history get weaker and weaker over time, not stronger and stronger. So if they're catching COVID now, it's most likely far less harmful than the original OG strain that allegedly was released, which we don't even have proof of because you haven't isolated the damn thing to begin with. So we're not, we don't know what you're talking about. There's no science behind what you're saying. We've had in this, in this past month, the science is clear. As I said, it's not clear. People at a more than 10 times higher risk than vaccinated people. That's just words. There's no facts to back that up. Give me the science. And it's not the science. It's just science. It either is or it is not. And it's the onus on you to prove your case, not me to prove why I can't wear a mask or why I'm not taking your experimental death jab. It's on you. You are imposing these rules without providing the science. And even though requests have been given to your office, Bonnie Henry, and all the other health commissioners, quote unquote, in this country and other countries, to provide proof of an isolated virus, to provide scientific proof and data of every step you've taken, that you keep talking about the fact that you have, but we don't have that information. We have a lot of other information that's showing that what you're saying is not factually correct because it's not based in the scientific method. Exhibit A, censoring science, scientists, doctors, nurses, experts, etc. That's not a process of science. That's a process of tyrannical criminal activity. When you are vaccinated, it means that you are less likely to get infected. If you are infected, you don't know. Virus no long-term studies. A period of time. 
you're less likely to transmit to other people, and you're much less likely to have a severe illness that leads to hospitalization. Except for all those poor kids that are getting myocarditis and brain damage. Except for those people that are shaking uncontrollably because their central nervous system is now under attack by the fact that their body has just been turned into a spike protein manufacturing facility. There's those people. They're being admitted into hospital. We'll get into Israel in a little bit. Just stay tuned. And we've seen that that protection is remaining strong um, when we look around the world and here in BC, which is why these new measures now need it to ensure that as we move into the fall, as we know that our respiratory season will be ramping up. Oh, whoa, 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 what was that? Our respiratory season? What's a respiratory season? Are you hinting at the fact that there is seasonality involved in how viruses emerge in the public? That the seasons play a role? Really? Wow. Because you've been denying this the entire time, as the flu numbers have just simply vanished. So now that the, you're going to, what are you going to do now? So that we're, we're going into seasonality now? We're going into respiratory, respir, what do you say? Respiratory seasons? Because the flu is going to come back? So you're doing this in advance to layer the mind of the public so that they think there's actually a pandemic going on when there isn't? and we can ensure indoor social settings are as safe as they can be for the vast majority of us who have been immune. Okay, <laughs> again, again, I gotta bring it up. We gotta make sure that all the indoor spaces are very secure and safe for those of us who got the jab so that we could be safe. I just don't know how the calculations on this were done. Did you forget to carry the one? The best protection as well of those who cannot yet be immunized, particularly children under the age of 12. Keep your grubby hands off our children. Weeks, ...is that all of us around those people are protected. That means we stop the transmission and we protect children as well. Or we could have listened to Professor Knut Witkowski from Rockefeller University who came out at the very beginning of this entire pandemic and said, we're never going to defeat the virus through these mechanisms of locking down and quarantining healthy people. It's better that young people with robust immune systems catch this virus because they just have a, take a few days off work. And then they are going to, children are just going to get a sniffle. If that the vast majority of these cases are asymptomatic. And so you protect the elderly and the immunocompromised during the initial burst of the first five weeks of the virus, which would have been two years ago. And then what we achieve through allowing the healthy people to catch the virus, deal with it, and then beat it, and then produce the uh, NK white blood cells to have now robust immunity, um, is that you actually get rid of the virus through natural herd immunity, i.e. proven by places like Sweden. So a new provincial health officer order will require individuals to provide proof of vaccination, a BC vaccination card, to access certain social, recreational, and discretionary papers. And businesses throughout the province. As of September 13th, you will need to have at least one dose of vaccine to uh, enter these settings. And by October 24th, 
Entry to these settings will require people aged 12 and older, older to be fully vaccinated at least seven days after receiving both doses. See, I told you. So the settings that we're talking about are include Get indoor this. ticketed sporting events. Okay. Indoor concerts, theater, dance, and symphony events. Ooh. Indoor and patio dining in restaurants, ah, nightclubs, and casinos. Fitness centers, gyms, and what? businesses offering indoor high-intensity exercise. Fitness. Organized indoor events like weddings or parties, birthdays, conferences, and workshops. Notice she didn't mention funerals because there's going to be a lot of those happening. And indoor organized events. Uh, sorry, discretionary. Um, organized indoor recreational classes and activities. So things like seniors uh, classes, um, choirs, and other indoor groups. So these are all just the, what she just listed. So these restrictions. Now, those are the what are called non-discretionary activities. The government deems those non-discretionary, meaning you could survive without them. So those are the ones. And to all those British Columbians who themselves... Okay, as this... <laughs> who is, is this guy? Look at... What's up with the haircut? I've got to say it. I don't really like doing ad hominem, but I feel like I have somewhat of a license now because of the amount of ad hominem I get. Um, and I know two wrongs don't make a right, but whatever. It's just going to make me feel better for a second here. So this guy's haircut... <laughs> look at it. He looks like... He, he looks like every psychopath ever put in a film. Like, what's up with the shaving of the sideburns all the way up to the half point of the head and then just letting it all just grow from there? Like, what is that? In the vast majority to get vaccinated and they get vaccinated again, we say thank you. That most of the recent cases we've seen and hospitalizations we've seen continue to be amongst unvaccinated individuals who represent, of course, a smaller and smaller share of the population. There is a Oh, we're shares now. There's little shares. So like th this is how communists think, guys, and collectivists in general. Um, so there's different factions of society and they have done their entire campaign to weaponize one group against another group, which was done many times throughout history and ended up with disastrous results. Um, and now they're saying all right, well, we've got these two groups, but don't worry, you're in the majority and the majority rules because it's a democracy. And here would start to enter the argument against the notion of democracy in general, because, and I know you guys are going, what, what, no democracy? Hold on a minute. And there might be different forms of democracy. We could split hairs, but the democracy that these people are talking about is collectivism, meaning mob rule. The majority rules. And the reason the majority rules is because we have been able to successfully program the majority of people via our ongoing mind control operation known as the mainstream media, the Mockingbird mainstream media, that is. Just go look up Operation Mockingbird and enlighten yourself about what I'm talking about. Um, so we've weaponized the public against itself. And we've achieved the old motto of divide and conquer by doing it like this. And so we've got the majority now on our side, allegedly. Again, this is all just based on what they're telling us. I don't even know if that's actually true. And of course, he's only speaking in relation to British Columbia. Um, but if they have the majority and we want to talk about living in a free society, which I know they don't want to, because uh, freedom is, of course, a right wing conspiracy theory. But... A freedom is based on individual freedom. 
That is not something, that is the founding pillar of Western civilization. It was a new philosophical insight that's new to the human race, but is actually, well, not new. It's it just, it was already in under, you know, you can get a Brehon law and you go back all the way time, you know, but new in this chapter of history where we have an individual that has their own rights where they can be protected against. And this was the very reason we had this thing called government to begin with. Otherwise we wouldn't have done it. It was the necessary evil allegedly that they told us about, right? So you had, you had government specifically there, only there to be an administrative arm on behalf of the people and to protect the rights of each individual in society so that a big mob of torch-bearing lunatics couldn't show up at your house, drag you out into the parking lot, beat you, and then hang you on a tree and burn you alive. That's why we don't go with mob rule, everybody thinks, so therefore consensus, consensus, collectivism, because that never ends up in freedom because it's very easy for the media and these hidden persuaders and string pullers to get into the minds of what Edward Bernays called the public mind, control it and direct it so that it achieves only what these elites want it to achieve. So that's not freedom, that's tyranny. And you're, you're now saying, don't worry, we got the majority on our side. So we just got to deal with this little pesky, very small, isolated group of like 10 or 12 people in the entire province. And that's all we got to worry about. So, you know, don't worry about it. But here's the here's where I'm going to start to doubt this idea that it's the majority. And, and just hear me out. Let me know what you guys think, because I may be wrong. But it just it's interesting. If you had the majority and if these people who are questioning everything you're saying are just a small little fringe group that are just like a little nothing, little fluff, nothing to deal. We'll, we'll deal with those people. No problem. Uh, why do you need passports? Why do you need us to prove what we've done? If you're so confident in what you're doing, why ish, why using coercion and force? Why do you even need to track anything if you're so confident that the vast majority of people are already supporting what you're doing? What you worried about there, Billy boy? A profound need for your health to be vaccinated. And that in the time of the Delta variant, being unvaccinated. The Delta variant. Your family. Coming to a theater near you. At risk. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. This action around a BC vaccine card is a key step in making sure <laughs> Sorry. that we continue to move forward in BC, that we overcome COVID-19 together, and that we move forward together. We know that the Delta variant is highly transmissible. We know that while so many British Columbians have had their first and second doses, there are British Columbians, about 776,000 eligible right now, who have not yet done so. Oh, 776,000. That's actually quite a bit. That's actually a pretty good number. I mean, it only took 300 Spartans to ward off an army of millions. It only took less than 3% of the American population to rise up and beat the pants off the British Empire. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty good number. We know that unvaccinated people are getting sick, and we know they are going to hospital. And we know that no one is comfortable with any of this. We're not comfortable pandemic, at all. We've learned, we've learned that climbing case numbers, rising hospitalizations, and increasing numbers of people in ICU is not the direction we want to go or one that can be sustained. Our pandemic has always been about making good choices. 
Oh, it's making good choices. Okay, so here's a good choice that you're making when you're mandating it on uh, health workers like doctors and nurses. And if let's just say the biggest contingent of resistance in this country is actually coming from health workers, doctors, nurses, et cetera, practitioners, chiropractors, um, you know, all these different people, massage therapists, all the people that tend to the sick and wounded. Um, if, if you are now going to mandate, they have it in order to work their job, which is, this is on the federal government level in Canada that they want. And those people actually being fired during a pandemic where we're already short staffed as it is, especially in Canada, because all the real doctors, not the real, all the, all the doctors that really want to make it big, they go to the United States because they got privatized healthcare over there. Whereas here they're getting paid jack shit compared to where they would. So we lose a lot. We lose a lot. In fact, when I first moved to the Island here in British Columbia, I found out really quickly that you can't even get this. You can't even get on a waiting list to get a doctor. There's so few doctors prior to the pandemic in on the island where I live that you can't even get any more on the waiting list to get a doctor. It used to, when I first moved here, it was like, okay, get on the waiting list and maybe in eight to nine months, we'll get back to you. Maybe, maybe a couple of years you can get a doctor. Because otherwise you're just, you have to go to walk-in clinics and the emergency ward, right? So that was before the pandemic. You can't even get a doctor if you wanted to, okay? And now you're going to mandate it on health workers. What if they start saying, well, I don't want it? And isn't that already triggering a few alarm bells as to why all around the world we have massive amounts of doctors and nurses, especially in these places where they're mandating this for your work? that are refusing it and they're quitting, just go on TikTok. Like every other day, there's doctors and nurses throwing down their little stethoscopes and saying, I'm leaving the cult of the medics, guys. I'm out of here. This is bullshit. I'm not going to be coerced. Why would medical professionals be worried about the jab? That's an interesting fact on itself. But the other thing that you have to really think about there, Mr. Sideburns are gone. Where the hell are your sideburns, man? I'm going to start a campaign to find them. We got to find those things. Um, how are we going to, how does this make any logical sense that you're going to mandate this? You've got some resistance. So that means doctors and nurses are going to quit when you're already in short supply. And we're supposed to believe we're in an earth shattering world ending pandemic. And you're making decisions like this. With the information we have and making the best choices to stop the spread and keep people safe and make the best choices. We have always provided the best support that science offers. I'm not going to trust a guy that shaves his sideburns off like that as being somebody that's saying they're making the best choices. Okay. It's just me. I don't know. It's just me. And the clearest guidance it makes possible. That's why we're acting to ensure that as of September 13th, people will be required vaccinated to participate in a broad range of social settings activities. It's getting very stern. Oh, Thanks, Adrian. Oh. <laughs> little dog and pony show. So I watched this stream. Okay. And I clipped it up. But I just want you to know that the politician in the group, the suit, the NDP communist guy, okay, he's the only dude who walked on and off with the mask, little ma the little charade of, you know, you walk up, you, you go wait on the side, you're wearing your mask, you walk up, you take it off, you start talking. And remember, we were told in the summer of 2020 that speaking English and pronouncing English 
is actually a weapon against people because there's a lot of B's and P's where little spittles can go out and spread COVID when you speak English. We were even told, I remember covering this, we were told you can't sing happy birthday because there's too many pip, 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 boop, 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 because you're going to spit COVID all over everybody. So they, they actually were telling us, you guys remember this? This was around the time where the, the British Columbia Centers for Disease Control recommended glory holes and masturbation as a way of getting through the pandemic uh, to satisfy your sexual appetites because that's COVID safe. It was around that time. And they started to say, well, you can't sing happy birthday. And you know what? We shouldn't even be using English because English, it's a symbol of white supremacy and colonization and evil. Um, but actually it's because it spits COVID all over the place. So anyways, that little rant aside, he comes up, it's a performance. Come on. It's a performance. He's the only one doing it. Bonnie Henry didn't do it. Sideburns missing guy didn't do it. He's the only one that did it because this is all a show. So enjoy the show. Uh, Dr. Henry, those who've not yet uh, been vaccinated, that's our focus today. And with that, I'll oh, it's our focus. Uh, yeah. Questions from the media. We got people First on that. Today is from Lisa Cordesco, Vancouver Sun. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, guys, I had to just infude, include a few calls from the media. The fake news. Got to talk to the fake news. I wish I had a suit jacket so I could do that. Go talk to the fake news. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm a, I, I, uh, we'll get through this. Um, I had to include some of the commentary from these alleged journalists, okay? These people are the supposed journalists in this country. They are the approved journalists that were approved by showing their passes in their papers to get in and ask these questions or phone in and ask these questions. And I just had to include a few of them. If you watch the whole stream, especially near the end, and you just go to the media section, your mind will be blown at the kind of questions these people ask. So I just selected a few little gems for you. Um vaccinated people can also uh, get COVID and also pass along the virus, why not, um, you know, include another layer of protection by having a mask mandate? <laughs> That's the, you can prove my case right there. End of debate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What was that, Vancouver Sun? <laughs> Doing a crack-up job over there at the Vancouver Sun. Were those questions? Thank you for asking it. However, the implication was that you believe this shit. Uh, so that's really interesting. So here, the, the, the question, can we do that one again? It's just so good. Pass along the virus. Why not, um, you know, include another... Lisa Cordesco, Vancouver Sun. Thank you very much. Um, since vaccinated people can also um, get COVID and also... Since vaccinated, she's definitely a smoker. Since vaccinated people can also get COVID. So pass along the virus. And also pass along the virus. Why not, um, you know, include another layer of protection by having a mask mandate? Why not include another layer of protection by having mask mandates? <laughs> Are you worried it doesn't work? Will you extend this type of requirement to workplaces? because? Um, a lot of people, you know, going back to work are very concerned about having to work next door to somebody who has not been vaccinated. So her entire question is loaded in self-doubt about whether or not this vaccine is effective. Because think about it. Are we going to get the masks mandated so that we can protect ourselves with another layer of protection? 
by breathing in our own microbacteria and CO2 and then having all this dirty, filthy spittle all over our faces. And then we're going to touch the mass, move it around to scratch our beard or sideburns guy. He's got a scratch up there. It's no more hair anymore. So, you know, and then we're going to spread virus all over the place because we're going to go touch things. And then we're going to take the mask off in the Walmart parking lot. We're just going to throw that shit on the ground instead of finding the nearest bio waste hazard material bin, which doesn't exist. What are we doing? That's going to give you the extra layer of protection. It's like having a chain link fence to try to stop mosquitoes from flying into your backyard. That's what your mask is. Okay? It's a symbol of slavery, historically. That's a fact. Fact check me on that one. Um, and that is your layer of protection. Why? Because you got vaccinated and that's not enough of a protection? And now you're worried about people coming into the workplace that haven't been vaccinated. So you let me. So this is you, in my imagination. This is you, in between cigarettes. You're wearing your double masks at work, sitting in an office, which is already poor air circulation as it is. You should get outside more. And then you've got your double, triple, quadruple jabs. You're on your monthly subscription to Pfizer or whatever, and. You're worried about people coming in that haven't been vaccinated or are not wearing two masks. What are you protecting yourself against? In fact, every hero needs a villain, right? Every hero needs a villain. You, you don't really know what goodness is unless you've experienced evil. Or the You know what I mean, right? Every hero needs a villain. So you need something to defend yourself against. If you've gotten the vaccine and eradicated the virus, and you're wearing masks, and you're social distancing, and you're standing on the X's. How are you still afraid? When will you ever be not afraid of this? What is it going to take? 82 shots, me wrapping a mattress around my head, taking a shower curtain and wrapping it around my entire body? Like, what's, what's it going to take to make these people feel secure? I don't even know. It, there's no answer. Yeah, so these uh, measures that we're introducing today are for people who are attending these these types of events or, or businesses. And it is up to each business. They, the uh, employer-employee relationship is a different one from somebody who is participating in an event or uh, um, okay. going to, to a, a business, a restaurant, for example. So yes, we have been working uh, with WorkSafe BC to support businesses in, in looking at their COVID safety plans, the communicable disease plans, and where vaccination fits. One of the challenges here, okay. obviously, is going Weird. to be enforcement. Dr. Turner, you just alluded to the businesses will have some responsibility here. Can you talk about what we expect from a restaurant or a movie theater in terms of enforcing that someone has the proper identification? Uh, and This journalist should just go and watch all the footage coming out of Australia to have that question answered as to what it's going to take to enforce this, because she's going to give you some little answer about a bunch of clipboard wielding 20 year olds that are going to go around as bylaw officers to enforce this, but that's not going to work. So then they're going to have to kick it up to the level of Gestapo. But let's just see what she says here. Uh, what would the process be like if someone uh, refuses, uh, you know, tells an 18 year old server that Look at her they're, face. Not, they're coming in and they don't watch have this response of, uh, immunization with them? 
I know these are the challenging things that we've been facing uh, throughout this pandemic, but it is very much the same thing as uh, looking at proof of identification of age to get into a, a bar or a night. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Your age is just something that happens as a product, a result of nature. That's just the natural order of things. You're born, you start at zero, you go to hero. Okay. So age is just a naturally occurring phenomena injecting an experimental mRNA shot with no long-term safety data and record numbers of injuries and deaths to date is not the same fucking thing. Club, for example. So yes, we'll be working and I know there's a number of ministries involved to support uh, businesses in how to manage this. We're making it as simple as we possibly can to have a, a confidential way of determining um, people's immunization status. Mostly it'll be either by phone or by... What's this with the hand signal guy? What's that? I want to know. I keep seeing it. What does it mean? Secret codes? I want to know. Showing... Uh, uh, a paper copy plus uh, proof of who you are so it'll have government uh, uh, ID as well and uh, yes we do expect that there will be there may be a small group of people who are protesting against this as they have for other measures along the way um, but we uh, as it is a provincial health officer order we do have the ability to support businesses with uh, bylaw officers with environmental health officers and look at the it's just a thing it's just a phenomenal thing to analyze objectively to watch how these people word everything okay the these public orders that everything's it's just they they <laughs> what is she essentially saying we have uh, under our guidelines as the provincial government we have all kinds of uh, ways that we can support businesses with you know Gestapo, <laughs> just we have ways of supporting you in this fight to force people to do what we tell them to do against their will. So don't worry, we got you covered. Like, and her, her fluttery little laugh, like oh, those people they've been they've been protesting this from the very beginning, and yeah, you're gonna have some of those. You're gonna have a few of those. There's like twelve of them. This is the this is what they're trying to project into the public mind. There's like twelve people that are resisting us. And we'll be continuing to, to work with them to support businesses in doing this. We're going to support them, eh? I do. I was also asking about, uh, I'm just curious about exemptions. I haven't had a whole oh, chance to look question. all the details here, but if someone cannot be immunized, is there an exemption? If someone... Uh, did, she, did she just shake her head? Sorry, I just, I missed that. I got to see that again. I do. I was also asking about, uh, I'm just curious about exemptions. I haven't had a whole chance to look at all the details here, but if someone cannot be immunized, is there an exemption? If someone that was a head uh, does not want to use the vaccine due to religious reasons, is there an exemption? And will there be exemptions for people traveling from outside of the province uh, into British Columbia? Or do they have to, how do they follow the same guidelines as British Columbians? Yeah, so the short answer is no. Um, is <laughs> We're just going to come right out and say it. There's no exemptions, guys. Wow. Wow. Not only is this not a vaccine, not only do they have zero long-term safety data, not only is this the first time they've ever ruled this out and it already has record numbers of deaths and they took the H1N1 vaccine and the swine flu vaccine off the market when it killed less than 50 people and this has now killed 
thousands upon thousands of people around the world, if not more. We don't even know. Those are the conservative numbers. Don't forget that Harvard Medical School did a study independently of the VAERS system and determined that less than 1% of what was reported are actually the reality when it comes to adverse events from just your normal vaccines that are out there, which we could get into that too. This is now a totally new ballgame, guys. And not only are they finished trying to bribe you, they are now trying to coerce you, and then it's going to go to direct brute force. But there is no exemptions to this health measure? Does that sound like science to you? Temporary measure that's getting us through a risky period where we know that people... This is a temporary measure. Temporary. It's been temporary for two years. That doesn't feel very temporary to me, especially when the media is announcing and did announce at the very beginning and still announcing that this is the new normal. And we've got Klaus Schwab and we've got Bill Gates and we've got Anthony Fauci and we've got all these people coming out and actually saying, oh, Tedros, don't forget about Tedros. Tedros coming out from the WHO saying, we cannot go back to normal. There's no normal to go back to. There's not normal anymore. Normal is done. Normal is gone. So cut the shit with temporary this and temporary that. We know this is an asymmetric warfare to destroy Western civilization. Okay? We know this is about the Great Reset. We know this is about managing the human farm. We know this is about things that you can't even imagine. This is about injecting us with graphene to plug us into the transhumanist matrix. And this is about a lot of other things. Okay? It's not about a 99% survivability rate flu. Okay? People who are unvaccinated are at greater risk of both contracting and spreading this virus. So if, if there are um, those rare people who have a medical reason why they can't be immunized, they, these are discretionary events that we're talking about. So they will not be able to attend those events through this There's a discretionary bullshit again. How much longer? Uh, there are no exemptions for other reasons. Uh, there's no exemptions. Okay, look, there's a few minutes left. <clears throat> I'm nauseous. Let's move on. Um, okay. Let me come back. Let me come back. So that was me. <clears throat> wow. It took me a long time to cover that. <sighs> That's okay. I do this guys because I don't want to show you that. I don't want to have to, but we have to, we have to hear what they're saying. We have to, we honestly, mockery is really effective. They've used it against those people who don't agree with them who don't accept the official story, who question and challenge authority, who question and challenge known liars of criminals. So mockery is really effective. And it's also healthy. It's a healthy response to insanity. Okay, we de there's definitely a time for being very serious and being very focused and bearing very fact, but man, I got to come on and poke some jabs at these people because this, what else do we do? I don't want to get violent. Nobody that I know wants to do that. We're trying to find ways to, I mean, we've, we've, we've done our best to try to at least put our side out, but it's not enough. They're, they're not even hearing out the side. Have you noticed that the people that are out there getting jabbed literally put, have earmuffs on, permanent earmuffs, when you actually get to the point where you're trying to list the reasons why you're declining this? Why you don't want to go along with this? Why you've got questions? Why you're not trusting it? 
when it's full of holes, contradictions, and lies, they don't want to hear your side. They don't want dialogue. They don't want free debate. They don't want scientific discourse. They don't want healthy public discourse. They are silencing and censoring anybody that doesn't go along with the WHO. That's the end of it. There's no room. Those people are the holy temple now, the priesthood that you must listen to, and there is no other expertise in the world. The sum total of human knowledge has been thrown in the trash bin, and we are now run by a technocratic elite, a very, a very small group of people that have financial interests in you getting this jab. Do you understand that? I got to play some clips from Dr. David Martin, who just dropped some A-bombs on what's going on with Trudeau. Why did I say that weird? Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Implicated in crimes you can't even imagine, okay? It, it's mind-blowing. Have you guys seen that? Go watch. It was done by Vaccine Choice Canada. He gets on there with a panel and just starts going deep with facts and he backs it up and he's like, yeah, listen, you need to understand what went down in the University of British Columbia. The University of British Columbia. You want to know why these sideburn people and Bonnie and all these people, where they, there's a lot of shit that's gone down here in BC and in Canada that a lot of Canadians aren't aware of. Who do you think is actually running this country right now? This country that's in debt over a trillion point, what is it, $1.5 trillion already? Who owns that debt? He who makes the gold makes the rules, right? Who runs Canada? Is it Trudeau Bear? Really? He just got back from the G7, hanging out with the royalty and the Bilderberg people and other world leaders and all those Soros people. Who's running Canada? Who's been running Canada for this entire time? This guy's a snowboard instructor. He's not a, poly he's not a leader. Who's running Canada? Whoever's running Canada is throwing all of our constitutional documents in the trash bin and has recruited a little army of minions who are willing to follow orders to be the public face of the true government that's behind the scenes that they don't want you to know exists. So I highly recommend you go and listen to that interview because what Dr. David Martin is, and I'll play a little clip to give you a teaser in a minute here. He'll define it more. But essentially, we've got an issue with both the University of British Columbia and the University of Winnipeg. Trading with the enemy. Developing the technology, specifically the nanolipid particles that are used as a delivery system for this mRNA, whatever the hell graphene shot thing. And Trudeau has a financial interest in that technology. It's a bombshell like you wouldn't believe. That's what he was saying. So anybody why this is, I didn't say it. This is what Dr. David Martin is saying. I've interviewed him in the past. You can go check it out on uh, Rockfin. It's free. Corona Chronicles, Dr. David Martin. Or you can get it on Podbean or iTunes. It's there. Go listen to that interview. I did it uh, last year.
but then definitely go listen to this most recent one. So speaking of that, let's get in because I don't want to waste too much of your time here, guys, today. I hope this is useful. Doing my best. Um, where did I put Twitter? There it is. I did a Twitter storm, um, not because I was trying to annoy everybody on Twitter, but simply so that this makes it easier for me to present this to you during this broadcast. So let me pull it all up. <clears throat> wow, so much happening. So much happening. All right, let's go to Twitter and let's debunk everything. Let's prove what we're saying. Let's show you a different side. And then I leave it to you, the listener, the viewer, to make up your own mind. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with your government. You've been given a mind of your own. And you should think for yourself. And you should question everything, including what I'm telling you. But let's go through a few things. So let's just start with... Um, I think this will, will this open up in a new tab? Well, it probably will, eh? Okay, hold on. Let me, uh, let me just, re let me just, I have to redo the screen share. Hold on. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to share the whole thing. Bear with me, guys. I'm going to do this a little better. I keep making that mistake. So we'll put that there. We'll put, yeah, it won't matter. So we'll go like that. Uh, I need a, I need a tech to run all this shit for me so I can focus on what I'm supposed to do here. Okay, so let's do the reshare. Blah, blah, blah. We'll do, yes, the whole screen. Okay. This should work now. Oh, why is it flashing like that? I don't understand what's happening. Now I'm getting grief. Bear with me, guys. This is live. Let's try this again. Okay, now it's working. Perfect. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. What has not been done? Here we go. No drug interaction studies. No vaccine interaction studies. Can you get a COVID shot at the same time you get a shingle shot? We don't right. know. What about toxicity? The ingredients have never been used in humans before. We don't know whether it causes cancer. What We have no studies in pregnancy or in, in pregnancy, but yet we're just going to start giving it. And we have no idea what's going to happen to children, but yet we want to start giving it to five-year-olds so they can go to school. We have no idea what's happening in postnatal effects. We do know that some women who've gotten a shot when they were breastfeeding, we have a, a, a scattered case reports of children that died after breastfeeding from moms who got the shot. We have no animal offspring studies, so we don't know what happens generationally with these shots. We have no idea what's happening uh, to the DNA. We don't know if it's causing birth defects, if it's causing mutations of your genetics. Um, but we do know that this shot was designed to be a genetic modification technology, that it goes in and it erases and damages the fingerprint, your individual fingerprint that came to you from God. At the point in time when your mama's sper your daddy's sperm and your mama's egg came together and that spark of life happened, that DNA combination, there's no other combination like that anywhere on the planet now or in the past. That's God's fingerprint of you and naming you as part of God's family at that moment in time of conception. And this is a, is a, is a shot that goes in and modifies that genetic, the, your genetics. 
So I feel uh, my heart has long been sitting in the place of those the people who say they are Christian, but yet they bowed to fear, they bowed to inconvenience, they bowed to, mm -hmm. I got to have a job, I need to travel, I need to see my grandkids, fill in the blank on the excuse, right. rather than turning it over to God. There we go. There was a little mic drop there from Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. God bless her, man. She's been a warrior through this thing. Now, here we go. This is what's being shown to Australians right now. Okay, so if you want to see what the future is, should nothing happen, which I think a lot is about to happen, but just to kind of help wake up some of those people that are still kind of on the fence about where this is headed, let's check Australia out. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious, but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. It's probably an actor. A warrant now issued for his arrest. This 27-year-old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus, is one example of the worst of the worst. No, There's you're no the example of the worst of the worst. anyone there, ignoring the health orders. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi Cliffs. What? A bunch of teenagers partying after dark? Spotlight How dare speaker, they? The eight boys were placed in handcuffs Jesus left to explain yes. A thousand dollar fine. A thousand dollars. Six hundred and eighty-one penalty infringement notices issued in the last twenty-four hours. More than four hundred of those notices were again for people being outside of their home. Check out that uh, checkerboard-style hat. Sharks player Josh Dugan denies lying to police when he was found a long way from Sydney. The 31-year-old stopped at 11:30 last night in Lithgow, where he allegedly told officers he was moving to the area and feeding animals before admitting to visiting feeding a friend. Feeding animals he and now. And a passenger turned back to Sydney, only to be pulled over a second time travelling in the wrong direction. The NRL is investigating and criminal charges could be laid. <laughs> it's getting harder it's like a serial killer. to hide if you're doing the wrong thing, especially in the construction industry. Wow. A crackdown following on from the recent shutdown. Workers sent home if their paperwork isn't in check. It they don't have their papers. It's, um, you know, it's just what has to be done. Oh, is like, it? Nobody likes telling people to go home. What do you know? To feed. Our camera's rolling on another random blitz in Marsden Park. Authorising me under the Public Health Act. Inspectors have asked these tradesmen to show proof of their QR check-in as well as identification and vaccination records. One of the men here is from Campsy and he doesn't have his documentation. Oh. He's being sent home. He may lose a chunk of his pay too if officers follow through with a fine. Wow. <laughs> Nine News. Can you believe this shit? The guy's going to get garnished and have to pay a fine and he's probably going to lose his job 
And it's just the little tiniest little infringements. And guys, they're just warming up. Don't you see? It doesn't stop here. It never stops. It never stops until they're stopped. That's the only way. That's the only way. And we stop by not complying with this bullshit. It's easy. The good news is there's a whole crap load of truckers in Australia and New Zealand that are preparing to mount a massive resistance, blocking all the trail, blocking and shutting down all the roads and highways in protest. It's going to get interesting in Australia, let me tell you that. <clears throat> okay. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. So let's uh, check some of these facts that uh, Bonnie Henry and the guy with half a head was talking about there uh, regarding how this provides safety and uh, to you and yourselves and the community. And we need to have all these passports and you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to your favorite cafe. You can't go watch a concert. You can't go watch a ball game. You can't go watch your kids at gymnastics. You can't go to the gym. You can't go to your local judo club unless you comply because that's the only way out. Except it's not looking so good, is it? in Israel, who is like one of the most highly vaccinated populations on the face of the earth. So interesting, uh, COVID cases are rising in highly vaccinated Israel. Oh, but of course they're like, but it doesn't mean Australia should give up and live with the virus. You know what virus Australia is living with there? Uh, what are you, the conversation? <clears throat> Tyranny and communism. That's the virus they're living with. Israel has one of the highest COVID vaccination rates in the world, having fully vaccinated 78% of people 12 years and over. Many people are surprised, though, at the country's resurgence of COVID cases since restrictions were lifted in June. Israel's vaccination rate is similar to Australia's plan to start relaxing restrictions when 70% of, of over 16-year-olds are fully vaccinated. So why, oh why, are cases surging in Israel, and what can Australia learn from it, particularly as Sydney charts its path out of the pandemic? Oh, well, here we go. Let's, let's just break it all down as to why we're going to say that this doesn't work while telling you that it works and it's the only way out. Okay. So let's break it down. Herd immunity is much harder with the Delta. Except we still have that sticking issue of the PCR test, not being able to differentiate between Delta and, and, and COVID and none of the data is really clear and it's contradictory and we're getting different reports from all over the world. And uh, we don't even know what we're talking about because we don't have proof that they ever even isolated COVID. In fact, they made the current PCR test, the Dresden PCR test from Germany, which was a modified version of Kerry Mullis' test. The guy who invented it, who said, don't use it for infectious diseases. And you got to know what you're doing. Um, that test was based off of the common cold because they didn't use an actual live COVID sample to base the test off of. So we do have that issue that we have to resolve before we make claims like this. Uh, around 25% of Israel's population is younger than 12. So the whole population vaccination rate is only about 60%, including because they keep like, stay away from the children. You start going after the children, I'm going to rescind all of my comments about remaining peaceful. All right, that's the deal. That's the line. Even last year's virus and the use of the Pfizer vaccine, that wouldn't be enough for herd immunity. Delta variant, which has swept the world since April, is much more contagious. Is it now? Is it now? How do we know? How do we know that it's not actually from the virus, from the shots? April? When did the shots come out, guys? When did they start vaccinating people? And then when did the whole entire Greek alphabet of variants start showing up? <laughs> 
it's just, you know, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. We'll see how it goes, though. Um, so, yeah, blah, 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 60% of hospitalized. Okay, look at this. In Israel, 60% of hospitalized cases are vaccinated. How is that even possible if this is the only way out of the pandemic? doesn't really seem like it is now, does it? Because, you know, we would hope that it would at least work. And they're telling us that it works, except it's not working. I got another one here on Israel. Uh, let's do this one. This is from Deseret News. A look inside Israel's recent coronavirus outbreak. When was this reported? I think this was July. Yeah, July 20th. So it's recent enough. Israel, the poster child for a COVID-19 vaccination and their first country to reach herd immunity, has seen a recent rise in cases. Recently, most of the people testing positive are vaccinated, reports the Washington Post. Weird. The trend has brought a slew of questions about the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, so good. It's not just me. Are we allowed to ask these questions now? Are we going to get banned on Facebook? Can we, is it, do we have official approval to ask this question? Kind of like when we learned that there was indications of some shit going down in the labs in China. We all got banned for even questioning that a year ago. And then they changed that. Are they going to change that on this one? I just want to know. Asking for a friend. Uh, while these trends initially seem like cause for vaccine skepticism. Okay, so this is how, this is professional so uh, sophistry where you go, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to present evidence that this thing isn't working because it's pretty fucking simple, isn't it? Everybody's got the jab and people are all getting sick. That means it doesn't work because if it worked, everybody that had the jab should be walking on magical fairy dust right now. And they're not, but we're still going to tell you that it does work while telling you that it clearly didn't work at the same time. Because one of the major things that we do to prisoners in isolation is we keep beaming contradictions into their brain. So they become so confused that they break down psychologically and become more compliant. That's the only other explanation I got for why they're doing this. I'm not saying this article, they're just reprinting what they were told. I'm just saying the bigger, the bigger narrative here, it's contradictory on purpose. They want you to feel like, wow, that doesn't really make any sense. And then the minute you go, eh, it doesn't really make any sense. I'm going to go ask some questions. You're a dirty anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist. Sit back down. We don't want to hear from you. And this is how they whip you into submission. It's an age old tactic. But let's continue. What's happening in Israel's coronavirus outbreak? Let's unpack the situation, guys. About a month ago, Israel celebrated what seemed like the end of its domestic pandemic. The country dropped all coronavirus restrictions, including mass mandates and social distancing requirements, reported by Reuters, <clears throat> owned by the Rothschilds. Unfortunately, the celebration was premature. <laughs> a little premature there. You think? COVID-19 cases have begun to rise in Israel over the past few weeks, reported Reuters. The outbreak started in schools among unvaccinated children. Those dirty little unvaccinated brats. We'll get them all eventually. Don't worry. Uh, then began spreading to unvaccinated, oh, to vaccinated adults. So do you see how they're connecting the dots? Look at this. Let's break this down. Can we zoom? Okay. Oh, when you zoom, it changes your whole life. Hold on. Uh, there it is. Okay. COVID-19 cases have begun to rise in Israel over the past few weeks, reports the Rothschilds. The outbreaks started in schools among unvaccinated children 
and then began spreading to vaccinated adults. How is this physically possible? Last week, Israel recorded an average of 775 new daily cases. Last week, according to data from Reuters, this is Israel's highest number of daily new infections since March. Average number of weekly hospitalization admissions is currently 120 people, according to the very reliable Washington Post, who never lies. The country has reimposed mask mandates, social distancing requirements, and quarantines for everyone arriving in Israel. So they did everything. They've jumped through every possible hoop. They've been unimaginable. Just like in many other countries, the recent outbreak has been driven by the more contagious and more vaccine-resistant. I love how they... <laughs> the more vaccine-resistant Delta variant. So you're getting vaccinated for COVID. And now there's variants. And Fauci told us, don't worry, this vaccine will cover you for both COVID and the Delta variants. But now it's not working out like that. And if it was the vaccine that actually created the Delta variant because it forced the virus to mutate and is probably just people shedding all the spike proteins that their body is now manufacturing for perpetuity, now your vaccine doesn't seem to really work. And Israel is a very clear example of that when you've got over 60% of people. And I've, seen, I've even seen higher numbers than that that are in hospital were fully vaccinated. Remember that Israel is the future as well as Australia. That's the future of where we're all going to go according to this agenda, right? Because you see how they rolled it out. They did it, different pressure test scenarios throughout the whole year. And they increased the measures in certain areas to gather the data and see how people would be going along with it or whatever. And now we're getting this data from the future that contradicts everything we just heard from Bonnie Henry and missing sideburns guy. So yeah, there you can read more of this article. I won't bore you anymore with it. So just, you know, dive into this, dive into this. Um, this was an interesting statement. Uh, these doctors are still, you know, fairly medic-y, but um, it's just, it just, let's see if you notice what I noticed. Dr. Malone, this is very important. Give us that question again to Dr. Homer. Dr. Homer, you're a board certified pathologist. What are these dropping titers at six months or before? And this is a second vaccine now that you're discussing. What do they mean? Well, I'll tell you what, how they're going to be interpreted. They're going to be misinterpreted. Uh, they're going to be interpreted as, as, uh, as a reason that we all need boosters. But that's not the message that we should be taking from what we're seeing. The message that we should be taking is that the eradication of the virus is not possible with these kinds of leaky vaccines. Time's going to prove that correct. We need a clear sensible, achievable objective in this uh, war on the pandemic. And until we have that, we're going to have chaos. Real quickly, doctor, because we're going to have you guys back on this too big a topic, particularly with FDA approval. What would be that? Do you have an idea what that strategy would be if this yeah. is not the one to pursue? What would it be? It's the one it's the one that Dr. Tyson said he didn't have a single death. We need to be keeping people alive. We need to be. And, and once you suborn vaccination and universal vaccination to the goal of keeping people alive, uh, then it becomes a useful tool. 
and we can do exactly what Dr. Malone has laid out in his, in his uh, piece with Dr. Navarro. We can use the vaccines to protect those that are most susceptible. Nope. And we can uh, not put pressure on this virus to mutate in the way that it's mutating right now. I mean, I think what we're seeing out of Israel is really scary. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Dr. Malone can, exp can explain about ADE uh, in ways that I can't. But what I can do is look and see the people who who were vaccinated early, those early adopters, they're not only having more infection rates, but Dr. Lewinsky even, uh, director of CDC, said that they are having more serious disease. That's scary. Exactly. Dr. Homer, how do people get to you? How do they follow you during the, the working week? Okay, so then they just wrap up with, give us all your Twitter handles and stuff. Um, so yeah, you get that from a doctor, board certified. And then Dr. Malone there, inventor of mRNA technology, sitting right there. Why, like... I just want to ask the Bonnie Henrys of the world, why are you not talking to these people? Why are you not factoring in Israel? Are you living in a bubble? Are you reading a script? The answer to those questions is yes. That's exactly what's happening. Um, next up. A gentleman on BitChute just put this out really quick. Uh, it's like a minute and I just want you to check this out about the FDA news release because of course the FDA just announced that the Pfizer vaccine has been fully approved. It's no longer under emergency use authorization, which means you can feel fully reassured that the FDA has your best interests in mind. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anybody trust the FDA? I've got an igloo to sell you in Alaska, but here we go. Um, Let's see FDA what this guy points out. First COVID-19 vaccine, August 23rd, 2021. Are people reading these reports? The FDA conducted a rigorous evaluation of the post-authorization safety surveillance data pertaining to myocarditis and pericarditis following administration of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine and has determined that the data demonstrate increased risks, particularly within the seven days following the second dose. The observed risk is higher among males under 40 years of age compared to females and older males. Hmm. The observed risk is highest in males 12 through 17 years of age. Available data from short-term follow-up suggests that most individuals have had resolution of symptoms However, some individuals required intensive care support. Information is not yet available about potential long-term health outcomes. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. Get it from the FDA themselves. FDA so they're just admitting, <laughs> they're admitting that there is a safety risk, especially after the second jab. And then, of course, this is the gem that I want you to all pay close attention to, especially those living in Canada right now. Because again, Australia is the future. World, even when you get, even if we had zero cases and we were at 80% double dose, you would still have to respect some rules that exist around vaccinations, around social distancing, around mask wearing. So long as Delta, and deadly COVID is around, we will always need to live with a measure of restriction. So no matter what you do, no matter how many hoops you jump through, 
no matter how many masks you wear over your breathing holes, no matter how many times you uh, get vaccinated with our jabs, no matter how much social distancing you do, no matter how many of your businesses collapse permanently, no matter how many suicides there are, no matter how many damages are done due to our measures, we will never, ever give back the power that we have taken. You will always, forever, be on our hamster wheel. That's what they're saying, guys. They will never relinquish this power. They've gotten a taste of it, and they like it too much, and they're never going to give it up. And because you and I know, if you're still listening to this stream by now, we're going to speak honestly together. Okay, you and I know, let me get this out of the way. Come here, cursor. You and I know that this was never about a virus. This response, the response that they're giving. I'm not saying, I'm not even saying there wasn't a virus. See, we don't really know because they haven't shown proof that they isolated it. But even if we gave them the benefit of the doubt and said there was, the measures they're taking are not about a virus. In order to achieve, if you've read Klaus Schwab's book or you've listened to anything that Dr. Evil has said about what they want, and remember, he's the spokesperson for the chivalric orders that are run by the Vatican. You need to understand that. We're going to get into this in depth. I'm going to save a lot of those bombs for this series that's coming out very soon, Cult of the Medics. Cultofthemedics.com. Share the trailer for me. It's coming out September 1st. Um, we're going to get into the fact that these people have a vision for the entire world that is not in your best interest. They will cloak it in humanitarianism and equality and environmentalism and... We need a new reset. We got to change up government. We got to change up the economy. We got to get rid of racism and crimes against women and all these things. They're going to hide behind a cloak of love and light. But when you read the fine print, you will know for a fact that this was not about stopping a virus. This was about stopping the middle class in Western countries. This was about stopping a free market system that really wasn't a full free market. We've been hijacked a long time ago by the international banking cartel. So all your little Soshi commie friends that are like, yeah, but look at all the, no, this isn't even cap. This isn't free market. This is a rigged monopoly system. It's not the original intention of what it was supposed to be. And even with that, there's a reason everybody from all over the world is flocking to come to Western countries. Can you imagine if it was the real deal? But that aside, they need to get rid of your ability to have, to have equal representation, to have a real government that listens to you. I know our governments don't really listen to us, but at least if you have local government, you have some influence, <clears throat> okay? They want centralized government. What they have with the European Union and the United Nations, those were just mock tests for what they really want, what they've written about for 200 years. That's all Klaus Schwab is talking about. 
is a goal that's been in the works for 200 years or more. George Bush called it the New World Order. That's what he called it. I know it's become tinfoil hat land for people, that term, but that's what they call it. Then they switched gears because New World Order kept getting exposed up the yin-yang by brilliant minds and scholars of which I am surrounded right now by all of their books. So they went, okay, well, let's go with the Great Reset. That sounds a little less scary to people. I mean, it does kind of sound a little bit like Mao's Great Leap Forward, but they'll never know the difference. <laughs> the Great Reset it is. The UN, they changed Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. They still call it behind the scenes 2030, but they change it because agenda, oh, that sounds like a conspiracy. We don't want the conspiracy theorists to get all triggered now. So we'll call it sustainable development because that sounds pretty. That sounds like we're doing good in the world. People will buy it. They want to own and control and micromanage every blade of grass on this planet. Every drop of ocean water. They want to own it. Every grain of sand on the beach, they want to manage it. Every cell in your body, they want to manage it. They want to document it. They want you to show papers. They want to biometrically run your life. They built China via their deep state, the CCP party. They enslaved those people and ran the mock test of what they want for the entire world in China first. That's why on an esoteric level, on an occult level, and trust me when I tell you that these people are occultists. I don't, if you don't, I don't care if you don't agree with me on that. That's fact. That's fact. This isn't about opinions. That's fact. I'm going to prove it to you. It's going to be indisputable. Greater minds than me have already proven it, but I'm just going to try to collect all that evidence and prove it to you. These people are occultists. They, they work with this ancient knowledge. They co-opted it. They're pirates. They stole it. They stole the knowledge that belongs to you, that your ancestors died to protect, to give to you. They stole it. They compartmentalized it. They repackaged it. They weaponized it. And now they're using the light of knowledge against you for their own agenda and their own interest. These people are occultists. And they know exactly what they're doing. And they created a test case in China so that that could be the model for the world. Just go read the CFR documents. They talk about it openly, how China is going to be the model that replaces the American standard. The American standard being not the hijacked, manipulated, fraudulent idea that the media created of what America is and that the globalist infiltrators, the Fabians that infiltrated America and turned it into the military for this new world order. That's the America they want you to see. America is a concept. And I'm talking North America, Western civilization. It's a principle of freedom, justice, truth, the scientific method, human rights, free opportunity, personal responsibility, real law and order. 
They co-opt it and they switch it out for what they want you to think because that's how they weaponize the minds of the public. It's an age-old strategy. They've been using it for a long time. So to wrap it up, they turn China into a, an experiment. The, the experiment under their analysis was a success. You want to know why all your politicians hate your country that you live in? The politicians in office right now in America, both, both sides of the aisle, they're all shit. A few exceptions here and there, maybe, if they're even being honest. They're controlled by the same people. They're put in place to create that dichotomy for you, to create the illusion of choice, the illusion of, of, of equal electoral representation and all that shit. We're finding a Dan Crenshaw's and all these scum. They're all World Economic Forum brats. <laughs> What's the old saying from, you know, what was the, what was the first writings? I'm trying to remember the guy. I think it was Dr. John Coleman or uh, someone of that effect who said something like, you know, you get the choice between Mason 1 on the left side or Mason 2 on the right side. Doesn't matter. They've been rigging more than elections, let me tell you that. But they ran this experiment in China. Brzezinski talked about this. Kissinger talked about this. Obama, they all talk about it. They all love China. That's why Joe, Joe, Joe Biden, China Joe, Trudeau, China's my favorite country in the whole wide world. Why do you think they talk like that? It's not about China because it's located in a place called China. It's because that is the new model for this great reset that they want to make Global. They want global. They Okay, Professor Carol Quigley, Georgetown University, mentor to Bill Clinton, insider, sat at the Committee of 300 roundtables, came back and wrote a whole book called Tragedy and Hope. What did he admit? Even though he was in support of it because he was a globalist shithead, he came out and admitted and told the world that, yes, there's a secret group that runs all of your government and finance. Yes, they're looking for world domination and they want a central global government system. Yes, there's a conspiracy to overthrow national sovereignty and individual rights. And they want to blend communism, fascism, and what he called super capitalism, which is this rigged Rothschild Federal Reserve fiat system that we all know about. They want to merge that those systems, because those were all experiments to these people. Soviet Union, experiment. Pol Pot, Cambodia, experiment. Idi Amin in Africa, experiment. All of them occultists. Bolshevik Revolution, same people that financed Hitler, financed the American, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Democrat. The guy that came up with the New Deal that has now been rebranded as the Green New Deal by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. What's his name? FDR. Financed him, financed Hitler, financed the Bolshevik Revolution, Stalinist Russia, all financed by the same people. Weird. Go read H.G. Wells' books. He talks about this openly. We're going to get into it in detail. They haven't hidden it all. They haven't hidden it. They put it out there. And that way, when you point it out, people go, you're just crazy. But you're like, yeah, but the guy himself said it. Klaus Schwab said it. 
He said it. He said that's what they're going to do. And they're going to use COVID as an opportunity to do it. Do you see that? So whether you think this was all planned or whether you think this was just some natural event, we're going to be in the same grand ballroom in the end because it's being used as an opportunity to bring about the new world order that they've been dreaming about for centuries. That they're now just calling the Great Reset and Sustainable Development so that it sounds nicer. Even if this was a virus and it killed a million people or whatever, it's still used to get to the end of their game. So virus or no virus, mass, we're having the wrong debates. During this lockdown, they are rolling out unprecedented levels of technology that have also not been gone through these proper studies like 5G and these other things. They're rolling out these new shots They're rolling, because it's, it's not necessarily about the thing. And it might not even be about depopulation and all that in the end. These people just don't give a shit if there's collateral damage. If they want you with as much graphene in your body as your body will, will hold, and they want to start hybridizing and genetically manipulating the human race. And who would want to do something like that? What better way than to create a situation where there's no other option but to get this shot that has all this graphene in it that we want that will be able to hook you in to this new system. And even if it's not in this shot or every shot, that's what's on the that's what's on deck. That's what's in their own admissions. But you got to listen to Dr. David Martin. We've got whistleblowers coming out from Pfizer. It's just getting nuts. The level of information we have access to now to prove what I'm saying. And I know you guys know this, but I just have to say it so that it's said and it's put out into the ether. And they can monitor me and try. I don't care. They can track me and monitor me while I'm exposing them all they want. I'm not going to stop. So a couple more points to go through here, guys. Then I'll let you go. Look at this, CNBC. I'm using mainstream media articles to show you that even with their fake news mainstream media, you can prove the case. It's, we get enough, right? I'd rather people go and look at source material, but just... <laughs> People out there, they only trust the God of the modern world, which is the media. So there you go. Let's hear what they have to say. CDC study shows 70% of people, sorry, let me start again. It's been a long show. CDC study shows 74% of people infected in Massachusetts, I can never say it, COVID outbreak were fully vaccinated. 74% of the fully vaccinated people are catching it. This is starting to remind me of the measles outbreak in Disneyland, okay? Um, about three-fourths of people infected in Massachusetts COVID-19 outbreak were fully vaccinated according to new data published Friday by the CDC, okay? Your vaccine doesn't work. What else we got? Associated Press. Study. Vaccinated people can carry as much virus as others. <laughs> I love how they just put others. They're like, what do we say here, Johnny? 
we should say unvaccinated. No, no, it won't fit. It won't fit in the title. Just put others. Um, in another, oh, look at this. Look at that. In another dispiriting setback for the nation's efforts to stamp out the coronavirus, scientists who studied a big COVID-19 outbreak in Massachusetts concluded that vaccinated people who got so-called breakthrough infections, why do they say so-called, carried about the same amount of the coronavirus as those who did not get the shots. Those who did not get the shots. Yeah, the people who, yeah, the unvaxxed. Um, health officials on Friday released details of that research, which was key in this week's decision by the CDC to recommend that vaccinated people return to wearing masks indoors in parts of the U.S. and blah, blah, blah. That's a concession. Take it as a win, guys. This is all a load of shit. All right. Look at this. Here's another article. WebMD. Aren't they the trusted authority of white coat wearing doctors? The Delta variant still transmissible for fully vaccinated. But Fauci said it wasn't. So who do we trust now? Who do, do we trust the science though? Or having two doses of COVID-19 vaccine remains the most effective way of ensuring protection against the Delta variant first identified in India. Preliminary research has found. I find that comment racist that you're using the word India in there. <clears throat> I just have to use their own arguments against them. A preprint study by scientists at the University of Oxford found that both the Pfizer biotech vaccine and the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine offered good protection, you know, pretty good against the Delta variant, but that effectiveness was reduced compared with the alpha variant that was identified in the UK. Vaccines are working differently. Immunity following second doses differed significantly between the two vaccines, the scientists said. There was a greater early protection seen in those that received the Pfizer vaccine, but a faster decline in effectiveness compared with those who received the AstraZeneca shot. And it's funny because in Canada, Trudeau told us that it's okay for Canadians to mix and match vaccines, which they're finding out to their horror when they travel around the world that they're not being accepted as being fully vaccinated. It's really starting to piss the vaccinated people off. I wonder if that'll be a trigger to start waking them up to this scam. The early results suggest that efficacy of the two vaccines would be similar after four to five months. But the fact that they can have high levels of virus suggests that people who aren't yet vaccinated may not be as protected from the Delta variant as we hope. This means it is essential. The whole argument is still just not making any freaking sense. It's always the unvaccinated that are to blame. Yet, where's the, un are unvaccinated people dropping dead here? Maybe they're getting flus and colds because we've all been locked up and we haven't been touching other human beings and we've been spraying all the carts at Costco with chemicals and meaning we're not interacting with bacteria, which is essential for the development of our immune system. Our immune system is built by bacteria and interacting with it. And we haven't been touching humans. We haven't been hugging and kissing. We've been doing glory holes. We've been spraying carts. We've been mopping the floor every five minutes. Every time you go to the cashier, she's wiping that shit down real quick every time before you're going to use the debit machine, which itself is ridiculous if this is a real pandemic because the moment I touch it, you could be catching something. But anyways, we haven't been interacting with bacteria. So yeah, immune systems are shot, not because of a virus. They're catching all kinds of other respiratory illnesses and flus and colds because that's what happens to human beings when we don't have a strong immune system. These people are driving me nuts. 
what about this? What about this? <laughs> I feel like that guy in uh, Mary Poppins. What's all this? Skip it time. What's all this? Skip it time. What's all this? What's all this? What's all this? Skip it time. Carnival cruise, COVID-19 outbreak, 27 vaccinated people test positive for coronavirus. So basically the article breaks it all down. I'll let you read it. The whole ship was vaccinated. Or at like 99.8% of people were, what is that, like one person wasn't? I don't know. And everybody got sick on a cruise ship. What, isn't that a case study? Isn't that like, okay, you put all these people that are vaccinated on a cruise ship. They're all double vaxxed, okay? And there's been other cases of this too, but this is a good one. Like I think there's military vessels and shit where they have everybody vaccinated on the ship. So there's nobody, no new joiners. And then all these people come off the ship and they're all testing for positive for COVID. Now it shows one of two things. And either way we win the debate, either the test is flawed and it's pinging false positives because the test is what is being used to determine if somebody catches the case, right? If you have a case, cause they don't talk about anybody dying here. Nobody died from this. Just some people got tested positive. So if they test positive, after they've gotten vaccinated, either the test doesn't work or the vaccine doesn't work. In either case, case dismissed. <laughs> you see how easy this is? It's, we're, it's crazy. We live in a freaking insane asylum right now. Okay, here's a, this is a bomb from Josh Nelson. <laughs> oh my God. Can someone please tell me how the Taliban survived a year and a half without masks, social distancing, PCR testing, mandatory vaccines, and has now even managed to recapture Kabul and freely rule Afghanistan in the middle of a global pandemic? And not only that, they're loading up airplanes full of people that are fleeing the egregious oppression of the Taliban, and they're bringing them into the United States. And the southern border is wide open. We don't know who's vaccinated, who's been using hand sanitizer every 30 seconds or not. So I got to love that comment a couple of weeks back by uh, Senator, by Ron DeSantis when he was telling Biden, hey, you go and deal with the border and I don't want to hear jack from you about some pandemic until you do. That, that's the end of the debate, guys. Come on, come on. The George Floyd protests, that's the end of the pandemic right there. This guy, he's just a citizen, not just a citizen. This is an upstanding gentleman who showed up to his public hearing. It was a board of supervisors meeting and he went in and spoke some truth bombs. So here we go. Take it away, sir. My name is Jeff and I have two teenagers I'm trying to keep alive through this genocidal scam you all are running. Hell right. Go Jeff. All of you, each of you board members need to step down or be fired. You have done a horrible job. Yes. You all realize this coronavirus has still never been isolated, right? Never. This entire scamdemic house of cards is built on the number of cases. And the number of cases is a result of a completely faulty PCR test, which has up to 97% false positives. A positive test means absolutely nothing, and therefore neither does the number of cases, Jim. Boom. Supposedly, we've been in this horrific pandemic, yet the overall number of deaths in the U.S. for 2020 
was no different than any prior year. The flu just mysteriously disappeared, and every type of death under the sun was fraudulently called a COVID death. That's right. The purposeful rollout of COVID was simply about getting the misinformed general public to not only accept but to scare them into begging for this experimental gene therapy being deceptively called a vaccine. They're not vaccines. They're only named as such so that the makers can avoid accountability. Ooh. It's horseshit. These shots are not FDA approved. They only have EUA. And they only got that emergency use authorization because we're in this big scary pandemic, right? What a joke. The PCR test is a farce. Thus, the whole house of cards collapses. There is no emergency. You guys need to call an end to it immediately. Oh, but then you wouldn't get your fraudulent federal dollars, right? Oh. You guys are dirty, dirty to the core. We have over 12,000 reported deaths in the U.S. alone from these shots, 12,000. All of this related death, death has been completely unnecessary. The meds that clearly work, hydroxy, ivermectin, budesonide, have been purposely suppressed. And the inept hospital protocol has been killing people. Thank you, sir. Your time is up. You're welcome. <laughs> you should all be under arrest for mass murder. Yes! Woo! Hallelujah. I feel like I'm at church. I'm like, oh, yeah. Preach it. Okay. Here's the bombshell. I'm sure you guys have heard it. This is a, an epic one minute and nine seconds from Dr. David Martin. Take it away, good sir. ...of holding people accountable and actually sending people to prison where they belong. And that includes our prime minister. There is no question that your prime minister has violated not only the laws of Canada, but has participated in a bioweapons treaty violation. And let me be very precise on why I say that, because when I make an allegation... It has to stick. And the allegation comes from the definition of a bioweapons program. Inside the definition of biological and chemical weapons, the manufacture or the ability to provide the means by which you manufacture a biological weapon defined under the statute as a fragment or a modeled fragment of a pathogen known to cause human harm, the fact that it is Canadian company technology that is required to deliver this particular weapon means that the government of Canada is complicit in violating biological and chemical weapons laws. And that falls to the prime minister. So when I make the allegation, I'm dead serious about it. <laughs> Guys, go watch the full interview. It's just bomb after bomb after bomb. Do you understand the implications here? Canada had a way bigger role in this. Apologies. I didn't run the ship here. I'm, a, uh, I'm being held hostage, okay? The government of Canada in league with universities? Who's running these universities? What's happening? I think they infiltrated our countries well in advance of this. They infiltrated the key positions. This is what you do, guys. This is how asymmetric warfare works. You infiltrate key positions in media, government, education, regulation, legal. You, that's how you infiltrate. That's how the mafia did it. Is the mafia a conspiracy theory? La Cosa Nostra, is that a conspiracy theory? The Jesuits? 
<laughs> banned from every country they ever set foot in in his history. I even went in Europe and found markings of the Jesuit symbol with big X's in it that were carved in there in like the 1500s because they knew what the hell they were dealing with. A bunch of spies, provocateurs, and conspirators. The Jesuits, by the way, which were the first intelligence agency in the world. Go listen to the statements by Dulles and all those other guys. Anyways, we're veering off. Um, they've infiltrated us top to bottom. Our, our politicians are puppets by hook or by crook. It doesn't matter which way. Hook or by crook. Our politicians or useful idiots. It doesn't matter. Here we are. And they are complicit in these crimes. And it's going to come out. This is not a bunch of some guy just talking. You need to know who Dr. David Martin really is. And it is interesting that as we're getting these announcements in Canada for Trudeau to call a snap election, I think it's like less than three weeks away, we're suddenly just having this election sprung on us while they're rolling out vaccine passports and increased draconian measures. At the same time, that enemy of freedom and humanity is making their moves. We're getting these massive bombshells coming from the other side. I feel like I'm watching the war. I feel like I'm watching cannon shot from one side and then return fire from the other side. All of a sudden, Dr. Kerry Madej drops out of the sky and starts dropping bombshells this whole year. All of a sudden, Dr. David Martin comes out of nowhere. Plandemic 2 gets 2 billion views. Information's dropping out on Biden, on, on laptops, on uh, all kinds of stuff. Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein comes out. Like all this shit's just happening all at once. For, and you think this is a coincidence? And then during the pandemic, Klaus Schwab gets out there and goes, we need the great reset. It's the perfect time to do it. It's just coincidence. And then we move on and here we are. You think any of this stuff is coincidence, guys? You let me know. You let me know. I think we're watching World War III happen in front of our eyes. That's what this is. Oh, I just got to point this out. I didn't point this out earlier about that um, video we just went through in the beginning. They disabled the comments in that live stream. They had the comments disabled before the live stream even started. So they start the live stream with a bunch of like tweeting birds and running water and flutes, you know, it's like getting ready to watch Mr. Rogers neighborhood. You just kind of, you just sit back and, and relax. It's like, you know, when you're getting hypnotized, they're like, Hey, just relax, breathe. Shh. I'm going to count down from 10. Your, your toe is relaxed. Your foot is relaxed. Your calf muscle your glutes are relaxed. Your pecs are relaxed. Your fingers are relaxed. Okay. Tell me, where were you? July 7th. You know the hypno hypnosis? That's how I felt before the live stream. We're getting prepped. But anyways, I'm diverting again. The comments were disabled. If you're so confident that you got 86% of our province vaccinated and totally on board, and it's just this fringe little group of a bunch of wackadoodles that are against you, why are you disabling the comments on YouTube? I wonder why that would be. I thought we were supposed to live in a democracy. And you're disabling comments. And we pay for the media. We pay for you guys to disable the comments. Ridiculous. Just wanted to point that out. That's the act of cowards and tyrants. That is not the act of people who believe in trusting the science. 
there's my, there's the cover photo for today's episode. All right. What else do we have? Um, oh, this was great. This was great. Dr. Benjamin, I can't pronounce his last name. When you say you trust the sciences, the scientists, so give this to all your liberal friends. Okay. When you say you trust the scientists, do you trust the tobacco industry scientists? Do you trust the Coca-Cola scientists? Do you trust the opioid scientists? Do you trust the animal factory farming scientists? Do you trust the coal industry scientists? Do you trust the big oil scientists? Do you trust the fracking scientists? Or just the ones that the media tells you to trust? It's a great question. It's a great question. This is my vaccination card. It just came in the mail. So, Bonnie Henry... I've got a, I've got my documentation. When they ask me to show my papers, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I got it. Stacy Rudin, she kills it on Twitter. She's got great tweets. She just comes up with zingers, man. Here's a good one. She says, "The mask wearers never needed any scientific evidence that masks worked to start believing in them." They listen to the TV and their political club, and they won't ever stop believing until the same entities tell them to. That's, that's exactly the truth. That is exactly 100% the truth. And that is where we're at. They're the ones asking for science, not because they even care about it or know how to read it or ever looked into it themselves and they were told to start doing this shit. They're using that as an argument to try to convert you into the cult. Nothing more. This is a good one. Third eye cyclops. He's got, he needs more followers. Can you guys go follow this gentleman? Ruffian, barber, good with a straight razor, bad with authority. It's perfect. Like, come on, only 800, go follow this guy. He's, he's great. He says, we're all in this together turned into, you should be removed from society really quick. <laughs> and we all know why, my friend, because this ain't about a virus. Here we got uh, Justin Trudeau, who likes to teach kindergarten French students. I think there's a whole whole bunch of shit that's going to come out about the real story. Um, yeah, this is Dr. Malone. Oh, there was a survey. I was trying to get everybody to fill out. Sorry, guys. I'm just kind of wandering through. I wasn't sure. Oh, this was amazing. I'm not going to make you watch this. This is just some crazy person freaking out over the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Australia, like for crying out loud. What is happening over there? It's just insane. Like, look at this. Sorry to have to show you that, but like, that's, we're not going to watch it again. Sorry. Sorry. Um, we're not going to watch that. Sorry. I got a little crazy. The news is pretty depressing. Oh, but look at this. Cat turd. Another gem. Um, This appears to be a video of Speaker Pelosi talking to donors at the DCCC retreat this weekend in Napa. Note the wearing of masks and the showing of vaccine cards. That's not happening. One law for thee, but not for me. Uh, oh, robot nurses. This was Dr. Kerry Madej. Check this. This is creepy, man. Look at this. Meet Grace, the human-like robot designed for healthcare. Don't worry, 
all those nurses and doctors that started thinking for themselves and started blowing the whistle and quitting their jobs, we're going to replace them with robot nurses who only do what's programmed, what they're programmed to do. This is going to be amazing, right? This is going to be amazing. We got robot nurses now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, that's the comments. Uh, was there any other good stuff here? Oh, okay. So this, this is the level of government we have in Canada. There's not, there, we don't need to worry about the budget. The budget will just balance itself, right, Trudeau? We don't need to worry about all the missing children. We don't need to worry about that, who disappear in record numbers in this country and are trafficked all around the world. Let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about what's going on right now with Afghanistan. Let's not, let's just get the election. Let's just make sure you get vaccinated. That's all that matters. There's nothing else. There's no other issue. Suicides, cancer, heart disease. Just go get vaccinated. That's all this Ponce can say because he's a puppet. This was some good news. Um, I, this is obviously just somebody doing a post, so I can't verify this. If you can verify this, please let me know. But uh, this person's saying, I've got a friend working in healthcare in BC, and she says there are walkouts and protests planned over the mandatory jabs. I really hope. And if there are doctors and nurses listening, I am with you and I will be your voice. So if you want to stay anonymous and send me some info, get something out to people, or if you want to come on this show and start talking, which would really help, I will make my platform available to you. Please contact me, dwtruthwarrior.com, contact there. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Telegram. I'm here to support whistleblowers, police officers, government officials, doctors and nurses, medical experts, CSIS people, whatever. If you want to blow the whistle, I'm ready to rock and roll. And I'm not afraid. Um, this was interesting in the news. This underlying guy. health condition. So, Look at so this. The this was an interesting thing they let on the news. Get the jab, do you think? No, I mean, this, I think, is a hill that many parents will be prepared to die on. Um, I That's think right. step, doing the jab to kids is a step too far, um, particularly when we look at the evidence. Since the beginning of the pandemic in the UK, only 10 under 18s have died of COVID, and every single one of them had a serious underlying health condition. So, so the threat to children mm. isn't really there. Um, then there's a question of, is it even safe to do so? We simply don't know the long-term side effects of any of these vaccines. They haven't been tested for long enough mm. on children. In fact, the AstraZeneca jab, when it was given to children recently in a test, the test was stopped because of blood clots and, and adverse reactions. And more than that, I think our duty is to protect children. This I is being given this. to children to protect adults for herd immunity. But That's the wrong way around. You've got children, right? How old are you? I have. I've got a boy who's 12 and a girl who's 7. So my boy is falling into this category now. And I'm saying this, not, of my, not on my dad body. What if he said, I do wow. want it, dad? I don't think he would. And I think, I think actually when, when you look at the types. Listen, chick, a 12-year-old kid, what do they know about what, like, they know what you tell them at that age. I don't want to hear that argument ever again from any adult mouth that children of that age know what they're dealing with when it comes to their gender reassignment surgery, when it comes, they are getting fed nonstop propaganda and they are little sponges and they're still learning about the world and 100% they have a voice, but it should be a voice listened to by the parents. 
Stop trying to make it look like these are full-grown adults that know what they're talking about. Parents need to be involved right now more than ever. These children know what they need to know. They're not mature enough to know all the things I'm breaking down for you. Well, they can, but it takes, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm just trying to say, come on, like stop trying. This is ridiculous because they want your children. They don't want parents. The reason I'm getting all fired up, they don't want parents to have control over their child's life. They want the state to decide what's best for them. And they're going to start saying, hey, 10-year-old kids, do you want drag queens to come in and read you story time? Do you want to, do you feel like being a boy today? We'll make it happen with a bunch of puberty blockers that's going to make you sterile for the rest of your life. You're old enough to decide what's best for you in that regard. Your parents, they're, they're all, don't listen to the parents. They're all old-fashioned. They're just old-fashioned. Listen to us. Listen to Hollywood. Listen to Miley Cyrus. Get off this thing. Leave the kids alone. I'm with this guy. I'm glad. I can't even believe this made it on the news. Of kids that were being vaccinated, and there was an interview with some of them from Cardiff this week. It's actually parent pressure, I think, that's, that's causing a lot of this. It's kind of parents who, who, are, who, are, who have been brainwashed by the media for the, this past two years. Brainwashed? That's a, yeah. strong, that's a strong, no. strong word. That's a strong word, it is. That's a strong word, brainwashed. When you say brainwash, actually, that's what the government are trying to do by getting children to take the vaccine by like offering like a takeaway. Well, yeah. it's more teen, that's more teenage. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're often the away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you've gone crazy about child obesity, but now you're offering them um, a takeaway to get a vaccine. Yeah. It's just all coercive and it's just... Yeah. So if your kids came to you and said, Mum, I don't care what you think, I, I want the vaccine. Well, a bit like Martin, I know for a fact that Rocky definitely won't. I think it's more adults that are terrified of COVID. You know, I, my mum was terrified of COVID. Mm. So would I then have maybe as a child? Probably yeah. not. Because Did I your mum get vaccinated? Um, my mum's vaccinated, yeah. yeah. And you are? I'm vaccinated, but I did it for freedom. And I actually feel really cross with myself. I've done mm. it for freedom and we didn't get the freedom that we were kind of promised. But well, my kids won't be getting it. Well, <laughs> How did this get on the news? How did they get, how did they not cut the feed, man? That's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing that made it on the news. Wow. Oh, it just, this is just precious. I don't care what you guys think about Trump. This is precious. Everything woke. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? Boom. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. He's, he's like a WWF wrestler. <laughs> uh, okay. And then there was this, I'm not going to play it because we're, we're going way over time here. Um, but there's another doctor, Dr. Sean Brooke. I'm trying to find out who this guy is and get more vetting, but he goes out and just drops a bomb. You know what? I want your opinion on it, guys. A couple more minutes. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I want to see what you guys think. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you I think we should be respectful of each other. Listen to this. Okay. For the next person. Brother. Disappointed. My name's Dr. Sean Brooks, PhD. Um, Oxford. I have... 48 publications, including 23 books. I've studied health medicine, anatomy, and physiology for approximately 21 years. 
Dr. Robert Malone, who created the messenger RNA vaccine, has said no one should ever take these jabs ever under any circumstance whatsoever. He created it and he says, don't ever do it. So let me explain what's going to happen to the people who have taken it. Excuse me. The people who have taken it are going to die in the next six months to three to five years for three reasons. Number one, you've dramatically decreased your own immune system by 35%. The first jab did it by at least 15. The second did it by 35. Now, if you take any booster shot, you will die. That's it. You take a flu shot in the future, you will die. The second reason, antibody-dependent enhancement. Antibody-dependent enhancement is what is happening with these jabs with everybody who has taken them. Unless, of course, you've taken a placebo, but there's no way that you would know that. So given that fact, antibody-dependent enhancement tricks the entire body into believing that the cell that's eating the pathogen is eating it when it isn't. It ends up leading to what's called a cytokine storm, which causes organ failure. That will cause your death, and there's no stopping that. No amount of drugs will stop that. The third thing, blood clotting. Everyone who has taken the jabs is blood clotting. If you don't believe me, there's a way you can find out. Take what's called a D-dimer test. What that does is that detects blood clotting at the microscopic level. They're cutting full blood clots out of people right now. As I'm talking to you, millions have died from the jabs. In your last meeting, you advocated for people to take the jabs potentially in the future, along with wearing masks. And I heard parents say the same thing. So to the parents who are actually considering jabbing their own children, you're going to sterilize them permanently. People who have taken the jabs are sterilized. 80% of women who have been jabbed have lost their children in the first trimester. You can't have kids. You've also injected yourself with the equivalent of HIV. You can now no longer breastfeed, donate blood, donate organs, donate blood plasma, nor bone marrow. If you don't believe me, try to donate blood and blood plasma and find out what happens. You will be denied unless, of course, you live in California, in which case they're allowing people to donate toxic blood with spike proteins in it. The jabs create spike proteins. They're in the jabs themselves, and they create it by snapping your RNA in half. You are no longer a human anymore. You are something else, and you are susceptible to countless diseases. Now, here's what's going to happen in the future very quickly. You have 15 seconds. Great. I don't know what percentage of your staff has taken the jabs, but your school is going to close. You will not stay open. You will close because they will fall ill and they will die. That will happen in all of your buildings. It will have. It's already happening. All right, thank you, sir. I, I bet it is. Thanks. It's already happening. Sure. Good luck. Because nothing can stop what's thank coming. You, sir. <laughs> nothing can stop what's coming. Interesting way to finish with that. Um, <clears throat> I'll leave that up to you guys. Uh, do some sleuthing and see if we can vet this guy. He's not the only one to say this. He just, he said it with a lot of confidence and he, I, I think he was incorrect about Dr. Robert Malone's statement because Dr. Robert Malone did a sort of cover tweet where he clarifies his views. I don't know, maybe he was referencing something Dr. Robert Malone had said in the past, but Dr. Robert Malone is out there and I, I get this feeling. I did a TikTok video about this, which was recently just taken off TikTok where I was going through Dr. Malone's tweet and showing you exactly what he said. And I got the feeling that either he was contradicting himself 
or he was contradicting himself on purpose because he's trying to tell you what's going on while also saving his ass and his reputation. Because I think deep down he knows. And when you look at his tweets and you look at what he retweets and what he says, and yet then he goes out and says, yeah, but we could still use the vaccine for people that really need it. But we do have other therapy. Like he's, he's just being very careful. And I kind of feel like there's a bit of a game he has to play. Um, I'll let you guys know. I don't know. But other than that, this guy's statement, I mean, Dr. Bakhti, Dr. Uh, Mike Eden, oh, fuck, Luc Montagnier, he won the Nobel Prize for discovering HIV to begin with. And what he said about HIV, this guy, um, is really interesting given what we know about Fauci and gain-of-function research. And, and if you read Plague of Corruption by Dr. Judy Mikovits and you go through that book, um, you'll understand a lot about what really went down with tainted blood supplies in the past, what really went down with HIV that was under Fauci's watch. And um, I think when we pull back the Fauci curtain, we're going to find a lot of dirt and skeletons. So yeah, <laughs> either way, it's not looking too good. Um, so yeah, that's it, guys. I, I, I'm not going to take you through anything more. I think we've gone long enough. Oh my God, it's already been, we've gone way too long. But thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I tried to make it as upbeat as possible, even though we're going through some very insane information. This is just what's happening. This is just what's happening. And I want to encourage you all. I want to leave you with some encouragement. I went to a local community meeting <clears throat> where there was about 25 people that showed up bunch of kids running around. I, I needed to get off the internet and just get into my community and see what's going on locally because I knew that this shit was about to hit the fan and it is. And I advise you to do the same. I, I felt so great and uplifted after doing that. Um, and that was, there was like 20 people that just couldn't make it. It was kind of a last minute thing. So we had about 45 people that were, that are wide awake. I met people there that know even more about this than I do. There was this wonderful um, older woman there, just a beautiful soul. Uh, she went up and did a little speech. She broke my heart, man, in a good way. She said she's she's just a warrior, this person, just a warrior. I'm going to see if I'll get her on the show. She's a little bit shy, but I want to bring her on just because she's just an inspiration. Um, and she she's like, I've been looking at this stuff for 30 years. I met David Icke back in like 1993. I've been researching this top to bottom. They're lying to us and this is not right. And she just goes on this big, amazing speech and everybody loved it. And there was people from, we have uh, local organic farms. We have people that are fisher, they're fishermen. They go out and get fit, the best fish and crab you can possibly find. People that are hunters, people that are in the police department, people that are nurses. Uh, we're building this community here locally to us, very local. Um, and just getting together and talking and uh, getting to know who we are in the community as this community starts to get weaponized against itself. Um, we need to start just finding out who around you will at least defend your right to free choice. And if we have to live in an alternative society for a while, like District 12, um, as they continue to commit this medical apartheid tyranny, then you want to know that you can survive even if they start making it mandatory in grocery stores like they're doing in France. Because that's how this is. It's creeping totalitarianism. And so 
Get involved with your community. Talk to people face-to-face. Remember, the heart resonance field goes out up to six feet. Oddly enough, six feet was the distance that they gave us. Six feet is also what they bury you at. Six is a very important number to these occultists, right? Never forget it. But on the positive note, being in the presence of people creates a resonance field. And I believe in the morphogenetic theory. I believe in uh, this. I've just had it too much in my life. We human beings need to be in the presence of each other, at least from time to time. We also need to have a healthy amount of solitude and aloneness and deal with our own shadow and deal with our own trauma and work through these things and get prepared mentally and spiritually. We got to stop waiting around and hoping and just get prepared for a storm because it's coming. It's here right now. We're in it. However you see that, it's, it's, we're in the middle of a crazy situation. So you need that alone time to prepare yourself, not hide from anything that you've been trying to stuff in the basement B storage units of your psyche. You need to heal yourself, work on yourself daily, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and then be with others like you. One-to-one, couple people here and there. Don't forget the American Revolution started in the taverns, all right? talking. We need to communicate in front of each other. And you'll find that there's a lot more people around you than you might even know. That's what I found. I thought, man, I'm in BC, 86% vaccination rate. We're totally screwed. Only to find out that not only was there are these 45 people close to me, there's hundreds more. It's just a matter of the fact that they all feel isolated and they don't know who's what. So we need to start knowing who in our community is there for truth, freedom, and justice. And we need to band together and create our own community and support each other and get each other's back. And we're going to be starting to actually deliver notices of liability to our local governments here, to local businesses. Um, That's a powerful tool. Using the law, using the law as it is, just basic. You don't have to be a, a lawyer, just legal notice of liability. Hey, the vaccine manufacturers aren't taking liability they never, the government is not taking liability if something happens, whether I'm, if I'm wearing a mask in your store and that mask ends up pr- producing viral pneumonia in me and the government's not taking liability. Well, the fact that you as a private company are trying to claim, oh, well, I'm a private company. I can put any rules on you that I want to, which actually isn't true. Um, but if you're claiming that, then that means you as a company, as a business are taking on board the liability of anything that happens to me, if I take a jab in order to come into your store or wear a mask in order to come into your store, you're taking on the liability of anything negative that happens to me. A good friend of mine as well, uh, he works for a, a university here. He's written his own notice of liability to his employers because they just announced that they're going to fire anybody that's not vaxxed. So he's going to be like, I'm issuing you a notice of liability that if anything happens to me, you, my employer, are held liable for anything that happens to me in any way, shape, or form for the rest of my life if I submit to your rule to take the jab in order to have a job. Putting the onus on them, because these companies, a lot of these businesses, they're just doing it because they're like everybody else. Oh, I'm just following orders. I'm just following the guidelines. They're not really thinking it through. So it's important we help them think it through and say, look, not everybody agrees with this. 
And it's also important we know who our community is so we can know that if we band together and we say we're not supporting that, we're not going to support Costco. We're not going to support even that small business that wants to mandate all this stuff. We're going to support the business up the road that has decided not to mandate any of this stuff. We're going to go and start doing gardens. We're going to go and start hunting and fishing for our food and providing for ourselves and creating commerce and trade amongst ourselves. If they want to isolate us, we're going to end up creating a way better treehouse than the treehouse gulag they want you to stay in. And they're trying to coerce you to stay in. Do you really need to eat in their restaurants? There was a funny video on TikTok. The guy's like, I make a mean chicken Alfredo. I don't need your restaurants. Oh, I can't go to the liquor store? Fine. I'm going to make my own liquor if I even need it. Oh, I can't go to this grocery store? Fine. I'm going to plant all this shit in my backyard. My cat brings me rabbits, so I'm good if I really had to survive. I'm going, I'm not negotiating with terrorism. That's my stance. I'm not negotiating with terrorism. These people are not going to get me to go get a fake vaccine card and go get my eyeball, ret my retinas replaced so that when they start scanning you and they see if you're vaccinated, I'm not doing that. I'm just not complying at all. I am not negotiating with these people. You have to have that spirit and you need to get in your community and find like-minded people. So just wanted to say, I had a great experience with that. It gave me a lot of hope and realizing, wow, really not alone in my local community. And I suggest you do the same if you haven't already. So with that said, guys, I know it's been a long one. I tried to squeeze it all in. Um, I'm only doing streams once a week right now because I am just day and night working in the editing, producing room, getting this series run for you. Um, it's going to be coming out September 1st. I'm real pumped about it. I think you guys are really going to like it. This is also, I'm trying to put out some tools for you to be able to share something that's a little more watchable than maybe a long form podcast with people to help them understand what's really going on. So I'll be rolling that out over the next six months in multiple parts. It'll probably just keep going. And uh, so please help me share that information out. Help me get these podcasts out. And uh, stay the course, hold the line. This lie is going to come down. The truth is going to win in the end. Mark my words. Thanks, everybody. Love you lots. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one.